love to flaunt, take to dinner. But she always knows a place. She's got style, she's got grace, she's a lady. Whoa, 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 she's a lady. <laughs> Talking about a little lady. Mm, mm, mm. And the lady is mine. Oh, that was nice. That was good. That was good. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to Lights, Camera, Cocktails. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Me too. This is our 100th episode, everybody. I can't stress that enough. I am so happy. And I, I can't keep that voice up all this fucking <laughs> I was time. like, let's see how he goes. I can't do that for an hour. This is <laughs> our 100th episode of me and Jason episode. doing. And that this isn't our 100th episode of being aired. No. But we got some lost episodes out there that we have. This but is, we did them. So they count. They count. We recorded them. We recorded them. They just never made it to actual air. So but we're counting this one as episode 100. 100. <laughs> Technically, if you look on our website, it's 97. We lost, 96. What did we lose? We lost The Shining. The Shining. We lost Up in Smoke. And we lost Euro Trip. Euro Trip. So, sorry. <laughs> I feel like we lost one more, but maybe that. <laughs> Don't tell me that. Don't tell me we missed episode one. Oh, and then we we have our pilot that is never. That one don't count. No. <laughs> that one for sure don't count. <laughs> well, we do have a guest. Yes, we do. In a Wonderful virtual building guest over there. Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> Miss Lenny is back Hi, in the yeah. building. Hello, sexy. Nice. You guys look gorgeous. Man. You, you look gorgeous. gorgeous. Oh my goodness. You and your hat is just amazing. Okay, so people, you can't see us, but we are definitely dressed right now. We are. So please go check out that Instagram. For the yes. occasion. And Jason is uh, Miss Chichi over here. I am dressed. How would you describe it? I'm dressed in drag. I'm just the boy in the dress. A little Latin boy in a, a drag. A little Latin boy in a dress. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you will start off a mere boy in a dress. But by the time we are done with this crusade, your Auntie Vita and your Auntie Noxie will give you the outrageous outlook and indomitable spirit that it will take to make you a full-fledged drag queen. Yes, and I am a busty man. Yes, you are. Feeling good with my bow tie, my soul patch, and mustache. Very sexy. Can I just be a drag Very princess? Sexy. Why being a queen is old? Oh yeah, <laughs> okay. they're so much younger than queens. <laughs> She's like what? Okay, so let's drink. My let's drink. Yes, please. I'm mm. so ready. Okay. What do so we got? We got the strawberry social smash. Yes, we do. Oh my god! And this was we, me and. Lenny put it together. Did you? Yes. Okay. We conversated yeah. on it. And I so here we go. Yeah. I put three nice size strawberries and three mint leaves. I put about four because I like mints. I like mint. Stop it. So did I. <laughs> <laughs> and so I put them in the shaker. Good. See? Great minds think alike. So we muddled it in the shaker. Uh-huh. Then we put two ounces of bourbon. I put three-fourths of lemon juice. And put three fourths honey in it, and I shook that shit. Love and then it. I put it in a rocks glass, garnished with some strawberries and mint, and that is the strawberry social smash. 
Love it. Cheers. 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 Oh my god. Cheers. <laughs> oh yeah, Smash is in the building. Smash is in the building. She's way over there. Burr, burr, burr. Get in here and cheers, babe. Cheers. Cheers again. I love the mix. Oh my god. Mm. Oh, I just ate a chunk of strawberry. That was good. <laughs> I'll have an actual strawberry. I yes, I brought them out here. Yes, you did. Oh, they look delicious. Okay. So. <laughs> I don't want to mess up my makeup, That's how you make though. it. Yeah, you got to. I should have gave you a straw. I'm sorry. You guys got to teach me how to do this. How do I eat and, like, wipe my nose without messing up my makeup? You blot. Don't smear. Like dab. Yeah, you got to dab. Blot. <laughs> Can I have a napkin, please? Chi-Chi's in trouble. I know. Chi-Chi's in trouble over here. Smashing. I got a blot. Okay. Blot. There you go. Now you know. So are you guys ready for a little bit of history? Yes, sir. All right. So <laughs> so this history is not about anything in this drink because I feel like we've talked about it. Maybe not strawberries. or I don't know if we've talked about strawberries. But today mm -hmm. is a holiday. Yes, it is. So it isn't when you guys listen to it, the holiday has already passed. But on today, June 19th, mm -hmm. it is a holiday. So I'm going to give you a little bit of history about Juneteenth. Juneteenth. Get it. Okay. I'm so glad you chose that. So here we go. Juneteenth. So really, on January 1st, 1863, Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation to free us from being slaves, picking cotton, and we can get paid for stuff, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. That's pretty much all they offered us. That's mm -hmm. about it. And so they had to wait until the war ended. And they had to wait for send somebody from the South all the way to Texas to tell Texas, hey, girl, slavery's over. Mm -hmm. Y'all need to stop. Yeah. So it took two and a half years for all that to happen from the moment that it was signed to then make it to Texas. Yeah. And they made it to Texas on June 19th, 1865. Okay, so the reason why it took two and a half years, not because, you know, ooh, ooh, it took War a long time. War didn't get to, there. Yeah, no, it's because they wanted to have one more harvest before yeah, they could get rid of the slaves. Because they were like, well, let's get one more season of free labor then before we have to pay them. Mm -hmm. So that's why it took so long for... Texas to be freed like the rest of us. And wow. on June 19th, it's also when the army also came there and, and kind of forced it like, yo, like, girl, hey, guys, let them go. No. We gave you until we, now. We signed that shit. We gave you guys two and a half time. years. Your time is up. These people are free. Yes. So it's like 2000 troops, or some shit like that. They had to roll through there and they were like, look, <laughs> uh, a lot of slave owners offered their people some money to stay, but the majority of them was like, deuces. Mm -hmm. And they rolled bounce, which I would have done as well. Absolutely. But it has been 155 years since this has happened. So it's really not that long ago because my grandmother is 93. Damn. <laughs> right. So that's a little bit on this holiday that most people don't know about. Mm -hmm. I did know about it for ever. We even do festivals sometimes because our family does the funnel cake. Mm -hmm. We go and do the the Juneteenth stuff. So um, I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of history, but that's not all the history. Mm. 
Helen, she's got a little bit of herstory. Helen's got some herstory of her own. What? Well, because we would be doing a shame to this movie if we didn't talk about the history of ballroom drag queen extravaganza. Extravaganza. Ah, it's what this movie eats and breathes, and okay. I love it so much. Oh, we it's haven't even told the people beautiful. what movie we're doing. Would you like the honors? Oh, yeah, tell Oh, them. my God, me? Go ahead. Oh, my God. I am so honored. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think so. Woo! I'm just like, well, okay, cool. Keep it cool. Keep it real. We are watching tonight Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. Yes, oh, yes we are. <laughs> <laughs> The most fantastic, beautiful film that these three men do together. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. And I'm uh, so happy to. Yeah. This is the final film that you guys chose for Pride Month, right? Yes, it is. So this I'm is awesome. Happy Pride Month, everybody. Installment number four. And I can't not have this movie on here because I love this movie so much. Absolutely. Okay. It's such a great film. It's such a great film. So just, yeah, and we've all seen it like a million times, I'm sure. So it's so good. (laughs) Um, But yeah, drag got started all the way back. uh, Oh my gosh. I mean, men and women have been dressing up as the opposite sex since the beginning of time. That's like nothing new. But Mm -hmm. uh, they really got the drag name because it related to theatrical stuff. Like as an actor, women weren't actually allowed to be in theater and actors. We were screwed. So men would dress up as women, and literally they called it drag because of the skirts dragging across the stage as Aww. they walked around. And, and so that's how the name drag got started. Ooh, I didn't um, know that's but, where the name came from. Yeah. Okay. As that for the skirts, the action as it goes across the way of the stage. I can uh, see that playing out, too. We need an actor. We need a lady in this one. Uh, who's small? Jason. Put Jason in that dress over there. We can't. He's too short. It'll drag. Put him in drag. We've got to go. The show must go on. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. You just... Just yes. totally played out all of it. Yeah, back in... That's exactly how it happened. Olden times. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Wow. Okay. Beautiful. But, yeah, so then it just got, like, propped up. Actually, Prohibition is when it started to, like, get really fucking cool and serious because... Ooh. Everything had to go underground at that point. Remember, all the fun people were like, "Oh, we got to go drink and speak to the bars," and that's actually where the gay cultural scene started. Um, Washington, New York, uh, obviously, and uh, it just got crazy from there. I don't know if you guys know about the pansy craze. That's that's how it all got started. Was the pansy craze super oh, fun? Pansy craze. Yeah, and that yeah, the pansy craze. There was all the pansy entertainers. They were called, oh. and they were super cool. And they were just like. Men became so much more like out there and outgoing and, and felt comfortable in these like tiny little speakeasy underground bars, which was pretty cool. Mm. And then it moved on from that, obviously. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, they called it impersonating female impersonations, and that's why it was illegal. It was completely illegal. In some states, actually, I believe uh, some states still actually believe in female impersonation is illegal and they will arrest you. <gasps> Are you shitting me? Yeah. How could you live in a state where you can't go see a drag show? I don't want to live in that state. No one should have to, no one no one should be allowed to do it. But yeah, so and then it, it progressed, obviously. And then we have the beautiful like ballroom awesome nineteen sixties, seventies, eighties, you start to see it coming about. Yeah. And then like 
Paris is Burning comes out, yeah. the documentary. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's amazing. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then it just it just blooms. And now we have what we have today, thanks to RuPaul and mainstream. Thank you, Everyone RuPaul. Everyone kind of accepting it. Thank you, Ru. You're the best. You better work. <laughs> <laughs> Was like and a- like Define and Lady Bunny yep. and like all just like fabulous drags of all time. Before I forget, so. Lady Bunny is in this movie. I'm Did you embarrassed. See it? Yeah, I'm embarrassed to say who's Lady Bunny. Lady Bunny is is like a RuPaul, as in she is older than Ru, but she was one of the big ah, drag queens. She's big. She's she funny. Nice, the nice, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So okay. she's ninety. She was like huge on the scene. She was getting. She was booking multiple works and like comedies and uh anything that was like like touring basically and doing so much work she was good friends with RuPaul. i think they still are good friends uh, in 1980s when uh drag culture was like at its peak especially because there was so much camaraderie during the hiv aids crisis that's actually where yes queen like the term everyone loves so much now that's actually when it started oh Yas Queen. But anyways, that's a a little bit of her story for you. Her story. Here we here we go. <laughs> here we go one more time. Everybody's feeling fine. Here we go now. Here we go. NSYNC has got the flow. <laughs> Again, I'm the only one that doesn't know what's going on. NSYNC. Well, I'm only thinking that because I know Helen's in Florida right now. She's out of that that New York life. She, I know. Last time I was on, we did the Wiz, and I was in Brooklyn, and, and now I'm in, in Brooklyn, Florida. Now you're in so, Florida. You're, just, you're getting there. You're getting yeah. closer to us some kind of how. Just getting closer and closer. <laughs> All right. So let me hit you with the stats. Hit us with them stats. For Tu Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie, Julie Newmar. But you got to say the whole title, which I know a lot of us don't. We used to say, you haven't seen Tu Wong Fu? Uh-huh. Girl, you haven't seen Tu Wong Fu? But that is the full long-ass title. Okay, so this movie dropped September 8th, 1995, baby. 95. Its budget was, I don't know, I couldn't find it. What? <laughs> you have the special one. You might be able to see it, but right. I don't know. Let me find out. Your girl looked, and I couldn't find it. Oh, uh, so- I actually I don't know that either. Sometimes some movies we have don't. Yeah, they don't always release. give it. Yeah, especially if it's like a streaming, like Netflix movie or something like that. They usually don't give us it. But this one, I don't know why they didn't. I feel like it probably was about $20 million to make it. That's my guess. Yeah. So, they, I mean, Wesley and Patrick I mean, were so definitely fun. big stars by then. Mm-hmm. But. Um, John Leguizamo was not, so they probably got him for cheap. They got definitely got him for cheap. But I do know how much it made, though. There you go. So it made $47 million worldwide. So that turned into 2020 money. That's about $87 million that this movie made. So it made some money. It made some sense. I'm Mm -hmm. assuming it didn't cost... $47 $47 million. Let's just, we're just going to assume that it doubled its money. I'm going to say, yeah, I feel like it probably cost $20 million to make this movie. Maybe less because I don't think they're really on. They're on a soundstage the whole time. So it probably is less. I don't know. But that oh, wardrobe though. Nebraska. Were they really? They were in Nebraska. Yeah. That town is a real town. Uh, that looks like a set straight up. I don't know if that part is, but I know that they were in Nebraska for part of the filming. 
I can see that because you got to like, they did a lot of cross country shit. Mm-hmm. Well, the the reason I know that is from John Leguizamo's Ghetto Clown when he talks about this movie. <laughs> okay. Well, well we're going to get into we're that. We're going to get there. <laughs> we're going to get there. So Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, shit. Critics. Uh-huh. 39%. Motherfuckers. Audience. Uh-huh. 71%. That's a hell of a jump. It is a hell of a jump. This one, I feel like, is definitely a cult classic. Uh-huh. It grew over time, but not really, because it opened number one in the box office that the week that it was there. How do you go to 39% when you open number one? Apparently, the film budget was $2 million. I just you gotta be shitting me. $2 million? Mm-hmm. Oh, so they like... They can't be. How are you gonna get this movie for $2 million? How are you gonna get Wesley and Patrick? Okay, wait. Now I gotta find out how much that is in 2020 money. Wesley is about his money. I mean, to get these men to wear dresses, I feel like Mm -hmm. you should at least give them a meal apiece. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, 39%, that's messed up for a number one movie. Obviously, I give it 100%. They did a great job. (laughs) I'm like so fucking predictable. Well, it's a good movie. It's a great movie. (laughs) I can't. It's a great movie. Like, Sorry, my hair is in my face. I'm not used to this. It's, it's fun to play with. It's like one. There it is. I got it. Okay, Pull so that bitch out. It's only like $3 million today. today? That's fine. So yeah, it okay. made some money. It made some money. Made a hell of a lot if the budget was $2 million. Shit. Dang, and I thought I was mm-hmm. being nice with the like 20. And we got some Golden Globe nominations I in know. here. <laughs> I was like, yeah, about $20 million. I don't know yeah. if I'd give it 100%. But it's I love the it's cast. It's up there. It's up there. It's got story. a great cast. It's got a great story. I do love the perspective of uh, the filmmaker, Miss uh, Beben. How do you pronounce her last name? Kidrone. Sounds right. <laughs> Let's go with Sounds that. Sounds right. <laughs> I'm gonna say yeah. This movie, like I said, has a cult classic. Uh-huh. It's a you know it has this following. I obviously did not go to the movie theaters to see this in 95. No. But I most likely probably watched it on HBO in the summer of 96 when it was on there. Because <laughs> I know that this movie is the first movie that introduced me to drag queens. Love it. This is where I was like, what's a drag queen? Oh my <laughs> God. This is cool. I love it. <laughs> I still feel like that. And now Helen just dropped knowledge on where the fuck where drag queen comes from. Yes. From them Greek theaters way back in the day. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, I like your mint leaves. Sorry, I got some right here. I like it because I get smacked with a mint every single time. It's so floral. I I love this drink. This is, I've been, I love this drink. (laughs) I've been. How many have you had? Because I know you've been waiting on us, and I apologize for that. It's my third drink. Zenobia just hit me with another, some more garnishment in my drink. I made him pretty. Oh, always on top of it. I like to take care of my lady. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Here we go. Oh, yes, I did. Oh, shit. Okay. What is the drinking game on this? Oh, yeah. Are we not there yet? We're not there. Sorry. We're not there yet. Are you ready for the motherfucking drinking game? Yes, sir. (laughs) She's already poured her other one. Ready. Ellen, you are ready. Been, this is my favorite part because this is when I just drink every single time that OBS says the rules of the game. <laughs> and I <think> I'm ready. <laughs> All right, I am ready. You go. I am statuesque. <laughs> there you go. 
You gonna take a simp. Take that simp. Yeah, take a simp. When someone talks about princess points or the steps to becoming a true queen. How many steps are there? Four. There are four steps to becoming a drag queen. <laughs> she just throws it out there. <laughs> You just passed the first step. Um, what are they? You'll know when you do them. <laughs> They're so making that shit up on the it's fly. It's like, we'll know when you do them. <laughs> so good. I love it when Pat and uh, when uh, Miss Vita is like, I'm taking your princess points away. I am hereby stripping you of all your princess points. Ooh, that's voodoo. You can't do that. Let's go. She's Ooh, like, no. That's that voodoo right there, honey. No. <laughs> Can she do that? Oh, she just did. <laughs> if someone would give my princess points back, I'd hitchhike. I, I was like, yes. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like the Latin Marilyn Monroe. I've got more legs than a bucket of chicken. Oh. <laughs> okay. So you going to I'm down for that. Yes. yes. You gonna take a simp when they change their outfits. These are some classic outfits. Yeah. I love them. I I love their outfits when they think they killed the cop. All three of their outfits are like my favorite shit in the world. <laughs> so when you see it, when they go to the rest stop and they go change, mm -hmm. at the beginning when they're all getting into their fabulousness, you gonna take a simp. You gonna take a simp when someone says drag queen when a gay man has way too much fashion sense for one gender he is a drag queen oh is that said a lot well yeah especially oh when yeah. he comes I mean, he comes out at the end and he's like there's drag queens in there yeah she goes yeah you know sean penn's ass okay coming out there looking angry for you gonna take a sip when Myrna talks. Oh. So anytime that she talks, or like when she's like, "Can I have my I shoe love. back, please?" Uh -huh. You're a drag queen. Nothing this pretty could be real. A little pink dress. I love her. That's what your hat reminds me of. Is Myrna's like dress. She only says Thank a few you. words in here. She too. only says a few lines. Like so Wesley's going off on uh, Hollywood yeah. uh, lore. And she just starts. And he's missing this name. And then she just throws it out there. And then he's like, yes. And then, did you say something? <laughs> okay. You know, never mind. And she's like, he's going. And she's like, Dorothy Dandress. And she's just like saying all the uh -huh. fucking movies. Killing it. So cute. So cute. <laughs> so cute. Okay. So you're going to take a simp. When Chi-Chi runs off and does something the rest of the girls don't want. So this is her going to the hotel. The hotel. This is her going to go mm -hmm. hitchhike. Uh-huh. Now well, she's going to get herself kidnapped by some mountain man, and we will have to rescue her. Well, she always got to have the last word, huh? She always be doing something. All about it. Yeah. When they be like, she going to get us killed. She's a rebel. She is a rebel. She don't be listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not at all. She's, she's the wild she's like, card. Like, no, I'm not staying in that car. Mm -hmm. Not with those Godzilla feet and that volcano breath or whatever she's doing. Yes. <laughs> I don't think so. What are you looking but at? Take a picture. It'll last That's longer. longer. Swaying her hips. <laughs> so you gonna take a simp when Bobby is said. So that's Bobby Ray. Bobby Lee. Bobby Lee. <laughs> which one's which again? 
<laughs> Bobby Ray is the, the boy, boy, and Bobby, Bobby Lee, Lee is the girl. Roberta. She, she's like Bobby Ray, Bobby, Bobby Ray, Bobby Ray. Oh, Bobby Ray, Bobby Ray, Bobby Ray. <laughs> Bobby Lee's a girl's name. <laughs> And at the end, she changes it to Roberta. She's like, nope, no more Bobby Lee here. Yeah. I would want to be called the name of the hot dude, my boyfriend. My hair is done up. Mm -hmm. I'm wearing a bra. It is Roberta now. Oh, Roberta. Bobby Ray, Bobby Ray, Bobby Ray. (laughs) I mean, would you want your boyfriend to have the same, like, first name as you? Hell no. No. I would hate for my boyfriend to have my name. I would hate that, too. (laughs) But luckily, I've never met another Zenobia, so <laughs> I would just like to meet another Zenobia. So you're going to take a simp when Virgil mm. does something abusive. Virgil's ass. This is him throwing the food, mm-hmm. beating her, just being a douche. Mm-hmm. hate him. Disgusting. Worst line in the entire fucking movie. Some women just got to be hit. Some ladies need to get hit. Uh-huh. Then, conversely, some men need to be hit back. Then what happens? Patrick knocks his ass out. Well, some men need, some men need to get the ass whooped too, Virgil. And you're one. Boom, boom, boom. Yep. Fuck that dude. Vita, uh... Vita works out a lot. <laughs> she'll, be, she'll be all right. Like, don't worry about her. She's like towering over him, okay? So you going to finish your drink. Finish. Finish I feel like, I every, like time, finish? every time you say that, it's like a command. I'm like, okay, here we go. Okay. I can't finish it, though. Finish the drink when they invite Chi-Chi to go on the trip. So when she's a little Latin boy crying on the stairs. Little Latin boy, why are you crying? (laughs) Little Latin boy in drag. Why are you crying? And they're like, why is that little Latin boy in drag crying on the stairs? I know. Maybe he just found out Menudo broke up. (laughs) (laughs) She's so mean. She's so mean. (laughs) He didn't deserve that. Nope. He looked like trash though. <laughs> he every drag queen needs drag mothers. Mm-hmm. You can't be a, a great drag queen without having some drag mothers. Show you how to beat that face. Show you how to walk in those mm-hmm. heels. How to tuck. How to do all the other stuff. Wear the wigs. You need to get the lace front. All those things need to be taught by some drag mothers. And these were her fairy drag mothers. I need a drag mother if I'm gonna keep doing this. this That's is- me and Smashley. Okay. We got you. I know, and I was fighting with her. <laughs> I was fighting with her. I was her. like, babe, we got to go. <laughs> and you look fabulous. She did a hell of a job in minimal that. time. Helen, I knew that Beautiful. you were waiting, and so I was like, babe, we got to go. It's like 1 a.m. over there. We got to go. We got to go. If there's any <laughs> steps that you can skip, skip them. Just the, the majority. And she's like, nope. Not having it. Uh uh-uh. uh. You will not be a boy in a dress no. on this episode. No. You will be Latin boy. Yeah. As queen you as you gorgeous. can be. It was worth the wait. <laughs> it was worth the wait. Let me see that chest again. No, <laughs> Helen is so Helen <laughs> is so over yeah. there. I love it. I love it. Oh, oh God. whatever. It's quarantine. I haven't had sex in four months. Oh my Girl. goodness. Girl. So many people are suffering I, right now. So I'm, I'm not saying I'm one of them. I'm one of the fortunate ones. Me I know, he's sitting there. But there's many a people who are stuck the in their apartments not having sex. They're they're getting, they're past anxious. It's too, it's too rough out there. It's hard Anyways. on the air for, bam! 
Okay. So you go. <laughs> I'm going to finish this drink right now. You're going to finish your drink when they see their new room. So when they go in, <laughs> she's like, turns the light on. And she's like, go get that. Go get that. Like, no, we don't need that. Yeah. Over light, light on. <laughs> no. She's like, do you have anything less? What did she call it? She said something very rude. Do you by chance have a room that's possibly more inhabitable? Very rude. And you're like, damn, bitch, she just put you up. Her husband went, woke up, and got your goddamn car. I know. What did she say? Something like, this is the presidential suite or whatever. Said, Must have been one of those bad presidents. Must have been one of those bad presidents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a weapon. <laughs> So you gonna okay. finish your drink mm. when they're at the strawberry social. So so good. When they're out there dancing, get your strawberry social smash and they're out. Dancing on the table, doing their walk. Mm, mm, mm. Yes. Chi Chi's licking that strawberry pie. Mm. So, what are you doing? Everybody else wants a piece too. Who doesn't want a piece of Chi Chi's strawberry pie? Yeah, I want Chi Chi's pie. Bobby Ray does. Bobby Ray, he did Bobby one of Ray, Bobby, Bobby Ray. Ray. He was super. He was probably yeah. super surprised. <laughs> Wait, boy, what? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? What's he mean? <laughs> What's he mean? <laughs> okay, you guys got anything to add? Uh, do we have anything to add to this one? Mm. For a drinking game, I really like the costume changes. That like is perfect. Of course. You can't, you can't talk. You can't say that. No, no, I think you hit all the hot spots. I think you pretty much nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> Do I have anything to add, though? I think if anything, no, I got nothing. It's perfect. It is. It's right where it needs to be. Whoa, perfect job. Wait, 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 wait. Well, uh -oh. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't want to ruin perfect. I'm this practically perfect job. Every single time Chris Penn says pervert. Look at him. Pervert. I just want everyone to cheers pervert. I was thinking something with Chris Penn, so that is perfect. Yeah. Those perverts. <laughs> He's like, the one thing perverts. about our forefathers is. Well, I can tell you one thing about them founding fathers of America. What's that? They sure had fabulous wigs. They sure had some fabulous, fabulous wigs. wigs. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He's like, goodbye. And he just walks off and he's like, God damn, everybody's gay in this town. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Their magic fairies just came for three days. It's mm -hmm. perfect. Well, that is the motherfucking drinking. Game, uh, yes, sir. Uh, motherfucking drinking game. Oh, I love it. All right, so very much. Well, I'm making us another round. She's muddling up over there. Yep. While she's muddling, let me break it down for you. Who made this movie? Actually, I should tell you why we chose this movie. So, being that this mm -hmm. is our 100th episode. <laughs> And it is Pride Month. This movie is, it's the movie that we were conversating about when she decided to ask me to do this podcast with her. It is. Because I was sharing behind the scenes stories about John Leguizamo on this set. And that's when Zenobi was like, you do have some fun facts. 
You should be my partner on this podcast. I was like, do you want to be my partner? <laughs> I want to do a podcast. And he's like, about what? And I was like, about movies. And I kind of want to drink while we do it. So we could like pair drinks with it and we could drink and talk about movies. And he was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Did we? We didn't come up with the name on that day. No, it was like, we had like, a. I came over for like the weekend mm-hmm. and we like brainstormed. Yep. And Smashly, Miss Smashly yeah. over there. Smashly was in the building. She came up with the name of the show. No, that was you. That was you, wasn't that it? That was definitely you. Why are you being it's so shy over there? Bear. You're not even on camera. <laughs> so yeah, this movie is kind of the movie that started it all for us. Mm-hmm. And I got some stories to tell you that you might not know. This is things you can't Google. Okay. So uh, let's start this conversation <laughs> starting with our lovely director, Miss Beban Kidron. Uh, she is uh, British. She was only 32 when she made this movie. Okay. And not only that, she was pregnant. She was pregnant with her first child. She while was pregnant with this. her first child. And crazy enough, that little boy was born on the last day of filming. He was. Of principal photography. So they were like... She's like, you know what, you guys, I don't, can you finish this? Because I don't think I could come in today. Right? I, I'm, I'm a little busy. Pushing a human out of me. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he's in the credits. It's so cute. He's Is in he the really? credits of the movie oh. as best baby. Oh, which, instead of best boy. Exactly. Instead of <laughs> best boy, which is a uh, cast and crew film title. Oh. He's in there as best baby. Oh, his so first cute. film credit. Your first film credit, buddy. <laughs> so cute. I really, really love that. But yes, they did film on studios. They filmed a little bit in Nebraska. And Miss Beban has still continued working. A lot of things she's known for is like uh, Bridget Jones in 2004. Oh, Bridget Jones Diary. And she did The Edge of Reason. Look at that. So it's not the first one. It's not Bridget Jones Diary. It's Bridget Jones, The Edge of Reason. Was that a bad face? <laughs> Yeah. Is that that white girl movie? <laughs> yes, it is. Oh my God, she read my face. Yes, it Stop is. Stop reading my face. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. I was like, I knew that gorgeous. <laughs> but it still got the same cast: Renee Zellweger, Colin Firth, Hugh Grant. That's part two. One, right? I think that's part two. Yeah. yeah. But then there's a third one with Patrick Dempsey. Is it really? Yeah, yeah, uh, like yeah, he got so what, real big for a while. So, what else does she do? Well, she does a lot uh, in Europe. I don't think she works too much in the states. I think for the most part, she does things uh, in Great Britain. So we wouldn't recognize a lot of the things that she does, like hookers, hustlers, pimps, and their johns in 1993. I want to see it. All like, <laughs> right, no. I saw that one. Was like, what did you do? Oh god! <laughs> I feel like it should be from the seventies, though, for real. Yeah. <laughs> she she did is that, that with her then husband. I don't know. Is it a feature film? It is a feature. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Beautiful. she's the director producer of that one. We gotta watch that. <laughs> and her last Put it uh, on the her last movie was a movie called Victoria and Abdul in 2017. So she's working on some things right now. She is only 59, so she's just, you know, hitting her stride. So I expect she's going to be coming out with a movie soon. Bridget Jones Diary 5. <laughs> and it's when she decides to get a dog. And she's like, which dog should I get? 
Which one loves me? <laughs> I just wrote the script. Who wants to buy it? <laughs> We're throwing out some gem ideas tonight. Yeah. We figured out why the term drag came about. Yeah. Wrote out the whole scene. Bridget Jones. Can we film Puppy. that scene? Helen, what's your ETA on getting back to Hollywood? It's soon. I will be back on the West Coast. Oh, my God. So soon by September. All right. We got to write this out. We'll green screen it or something. And we're going to figure out like we're all in like. Oh, my God. Is this about the the drag? About the drag. The yes, absolutely. Oh, my God. As soon as she said it, I was like, I'm going to write something about we that. We need to write this out. <laughs> I'm going to write that. Just the story of how the term yeah, drag yeah. came to be. Because I'm picturing this all in like togas and like Greek mythology times. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's where yes. the theater started. I don't know. I'm thinking like Shakespearean time is when we could do that. They started having yeah, because men in, really be in the dresses because women could be the term. Yeah, the, in yeah. Greece they were already dragging their they togas. Were, yeah, they were. <laughs> Laponius had a dress down to here. <laughs> yes. So yeah, we need to write that. That's a good one. All right, I like that. <laughs> the Greeks really liked puppeteering. Oh, did they? Like masks and puppets. Yeah, yeah. masks. Definitely. They were very. The masks and puppets. Gotcha. Um, and oral storytelling and music, obviously. I mean, the the Odyssey. Oh yes. Anyway, I'm actually slipping out of this. I need to address. Perverts. <laughs> pervert, you pervert. <laughs> I'm in drag over here. How is this attractive? Oh Helen. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I was like, oh Helen loves. I swing all things. I swing all things. <laughs> oh my god! I once dated a beautiful, Ooh, story time. Beautiful, beautiful human. He loved to dress in women's clothing and underwear. I won't name names. Wow. <laughs> oh, Can you text me? Got public. <laughs> but yeah, I'll tell you. I mean, no, I won't tell you. <laughs> oh, and it was beautiful. I loved it. Oh, it was such a turn on. He just felt so sexy in women's underwear. And like, we'd go out to be wearing it, and I'd know he'd be wearing it, so it even made it more sexy. And oh like, my God. Like, I mean, but that's hilarious that, like, you guys, so it was like you guys' hidden little secret. You would go out in public. He'd be wearing women's underwear, but nobody else knew it. No, one else would know. <laughs> I love you. Right. She did say that I she always it. wanted to marry her gay best friend, so this is as close as <laughs> I can get. This is, she, she is as close as you'll get. <laughs> I think we found your Halloween costume. Oh, my God. Chi-Chi Rodriguez for Halloween. <laughs> Yeah, so good. I'll be your Wesley so Snipes. I'm not going to West Hollywood on Halloween though. I'm gonna go to West. Yes. Fuck yeah. Yes. Oh my god, I would love. I would love. I'd be honored. I just made that connection. Actually, <laughs> we have a little Latin boy. We have a black queen, and we have a white queen. Yeah, yes, yes. queen. You yes. got. <laughs> you got to talk to the cops, Vita. They don't like us. They don't like us. <laughs> you got to stay in the car. What do we got going on here? Like, Hola. Wesley <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Snipes looking straight forward. Not Vita, talk to him. You, you speak hillbilly. Not even having it. Not even having it. He's like, you want me to get out of the car and do what? <laughs> he has a black fucking queen. Get your hand off my dick. Get your hand off my dick. Okay, that's not even Vita talking at that point. That's like Patrick. He gets. He becomes a man again at that point. Get, a, get your hand off my dick, buddy. Get your hand off my dick, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Can I give you a fun fact on that one? Sean Penn really grabbed it. Yes, Chris Penn. Oh, Chris I, Penn. I'm sorry. I know I know you're talking about. Go for it. Go for it, girl. Swayze put 
something in his pants. What was it? It was like a corn on the cob in <laughs> his underwear. No shit. So when he yep. put his hand up there to grab his dick, he got a handful of corn, but he was just like, ah, like he was so scared. Like, yeah. <laughs> and they laugh their asses off. That's a pretty funny joke. That's awesome. Also, those Penn brothers are method as fuck. So you never know if Patrick didn't put that ear of corn up there, what would have happened? I hope that Patrick was exactly. tough to get the full drag life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Absolutely. But put that corn in there, too, though. He had to, learn his <laughs> he had to take some tips. <laughs> About where to put his tip. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> it got the reaction that the filmmakers wanted. It was perfect. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is that the take they used? Shocked. I'm yeah, sure it was. It was too good to be true. It was too good to be true. <laughs> Get your hand on my dick, buddy. <laughs> my whole thing with that scene, though, my only, if I had an argument, is he doesn't hit him. He, like, pushes him. How is he unconscious until the next day? There was nothing there but dirt and gravel. I don't know. I don't but he know. wakes up the next day, like, Dollar, Officer Dollar, wake up. Dollar here. But it says Dollar on your badge. It's a misprint. Misprint. <laughs> it's not a misprint if it's on there. I think his real name is Dollard, and he says Dollard so that he sounds a little more smart. So he don't sound dull. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's dive into this cast, starting with oh God, the so wonderful, fantastic Miss RuPaul. You better work and that's all i'm gonna say take it ladies oh. you, be- <laughs> you better work scandalous her outfit in that first scene confederate flag crazy oh my god so, right her name is rachel tension miss rachel tension and she's wearing a confederate <laughs> flag dress and she is black that is why I love drag queens because their puns are so fucking good. <laughs> so good. On. On. They're on. So, Beautiful. I mean, as a kid, I don't think that I really realized that, but it was once I got older, I was like, oh, that was clever. Because mm. I always was like, why is she wearing this dress? Like, why? I don't get it. But yeah, that's why. Cause exactly. Because her, her name. Okay. Then her name showed up. Yeah. And you're like, oh. And I love RuPaul. Yeah. How tall is she? She's up there. Because, like, I see a homeboy that comes up there in, like, the the chain mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. to present. He's got the crown in his hand. Oh, yeah. And she's I looking at him like, I don't know who he is. I don't know who he is. But if there's a snowstorm tonight, he's going on my tires. He's going on my tires. Oh, like, he doesn't look short, but she's towering over him. She is tall. She wears, and she don't wear mm-hmm. low heels. I know. She don't. Look, oh, she's 6'4". See, she's 6'4", and then look at With those like heels. With, like, 5-inch heels. She did say 6'6". Six, six. I was like, I thought Rue had to be 6'6". Six, six. I was she's like, 6'4". Mm, she says, says she's 6'4". Six, four. Six, and with those 5, 6-inch heels. Yeah. That, that guy's probably, like, 5'10". Wow. He's normal height. Yeah, that dude. That he, dude looks, yeah. <laughs> he looks short as hell next to her. A lot of people look short as hell I next to her. <laughs> I ain't never taken a picture with RuPaul. I do. I want to hug her ankles because that's how like, tall I feel like. It's just like all I'm going to be able to do is wrap my arms around her waist because she's <laughs> I know. That's... Well, we have talked about Miss Ru before. Mm-hmm. 
in Crooklyn. Crooklyn. Yes, okay. I keep my panties clean. I keep my panties <laughs> clean. <laughs> so yeah, they're dancing in the aisle. <laughs> I mean, I love that. That scene always was like, what? But I loved it. Get it. And I love her in Love Shack, baby. The song? Love Shack, baby. She's in the video. Oh, okay. Ten Roof Rusted, man. There you go. So RuPaul, mm-hmm. if you don't know, she is the queen of our lifetime. And she was huge and started in the underground gay clubs in New York. And she's all with it. I mean, like, she was at the beginning of what we know as drag. Well, because she became so, yeah, she had her own television show. She did her own talk I mean, show. She has yeah, albums. She has she RuPaul's got, Drag Race. Yeah. She has, like, surpassed every single person in that profession, like, at that time. Like, she, she kind of, like, pushed, well, besides Divine. Divine, I mean... I mean, yes, she Divine was the came before of her. Ursula, for Christ's sake, like she was amazing. <laughs> she was everything—a performance artist before she became a mega pop superstar. Love her and everything about her. Mm-hmm. Sorry, a lot of cameos in this movie. Like uh, we already discussed, like a lot. Like Coco Peru, though, was yeah. in it. She is, she is a drag queen that has followed through the test of time as well. Like True. I fucking love. No, I mean, after being more immersed in the culture, I mean, as a child, I just thought they were drag queens, but now actually knowing who these ladies are and seeing mm-hmm. them in this movie, you're like, oh shit, you guys were in your prime in 95. You guys were killing it. Yeah. Like- <laughs> That's why it amazes me what this budget was because they got a star studded cast for this movie. At an extremely cut rate, if that's the case. Shit, Robin Williams is in here. He is uncredited. He's uncredited. (laughs) I think he must have done it for free. I think he he did too, and I love him for that. I I mean, it was only one day. It was one scene. Yeah, Literally one scene. Are we supposed to ruin the... I mean, because Julie Newmar, the only reason why she... We shouldn't talk about her yet. Oh, no, she's actually next on my list. Go ahead, girl. Julie Newmar. So, by all means. Because she wasn't even supposed to be making a cameo in the film, but because she showed up on set one day, because a friend of hers was like, you have to go, they're doing this film, she had to approve the rights for it. She's like, yeah, I'll just go see what it's up. And they're like, oh, my God, you're here. You have to be in it. She's like, of course. And she did it. And she crowns the queen. And I will not give the queen away because you got to watch it. I mean, if you haven't seen Uh, Tu Wang Fu in the last 25 years, what are you doing with your life? Especially during Pride Month. Especially during Pride (laughs) Month. Especially during quarantine. I know you've seen everything on Netflix and Hulu and Amazon and Disney Plus. Well, guess what's on Netflix? To Wong Fu. Fu. Yeah. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And she truly is so statuesque, as they put it, uh, which I can see why. She is the eldest daughter of a professional football player and a dancer uh-huh. for the Follies of, like, the 1920s. <gasps> She was or her mom? Her mom was. was. Exactly. So her mom was gorgeous. Her mom was gorgeous. Her dad was an athlete. So it's no surprise that she looks and stands the way that she does. I just want to say, since she is gorgeous in this movie, Mm -hmm. 
But I saw a photo shoot of her for her birthday. She turned like 80 something and she looks amazing. She's like wearing like a little kind of like lace little nighty kind of thing. And she's like Aww. laying on on a surfboard and she's all stressed out. And you're like, oh my God, you look, you're like 85 and you're so gorgeous. Like, oh my God. Yeah. She's still pretty. That's cute. What does Patrick say? He said, like, try to not. She is the perfect, the ultimate. Oh, try to describe her and not use the word statuesque. Try to describe her and not use the term statuesque. <laughs> it's art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly okay. how her and uh, Stalker Channing connect later. It's like, oh, my God, you probably don't know what this. Oh, Julie Newmar. Yes, absolutely. I always thought she was so statuesque. <gasps> My sentiments exactly is that like, what he says something like, like that. That's <laughs> how you know that you guys are meant to be friends. You're mm -hmm. like, oh my god, I love her so much in this. Did we just become best friends? Oh yep. Carol <laughs> Ann, she had me always. Yeah. Poor so, lady. my girl Julie, she was a bit of a prodigy. Like she graduated high school at 15. Damn. super young and went off to Europe with her brother and her mom and like got like a whole different education before coming back here. Where uh, is she from here though? Uh, Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Yeah. LA girl. Mm -hmm. And she went to UCLA. Okay. Yeah. She went to UCLA. She wanted to uh, do musical theater on Broadway. So she did that part of her life and everybody was like really entranced by her beauty and her stature and like her dancing which don't get me wrong she appreciated but she really wanted to be recognized more for her mind like she said that if somebody said that she was incredibly funny that is a much bigger compliment to her than the way she looks well yeah because she's fine mm -hmm. when you're like statuesque mm -hmm. and you're gorgeous people telling you how gorgeous you are it sounds like white noise yeah. But when someone's like, you are so smart. You mm -hmm. are so funny. Those are the things you're like, okay, that kind of means way more way than more. being beautiful. Mm -hmm. And of course, everybody knows, well, not everybody knows, but a lot of people who know Julie Newmar know that she is most recognized as the original Catwoman. You are statuesque and you were the only Catwoman. She's not the only Catwoman to me. Eartha Kitt is my Catwoman because, I mean, <laughs> she was like the black first black like villain, super villain on like TV, girl. Mm -hmm. But she is a good, she is a good. Uh, she did Monster Squad oh, too. Oh my God. Uh, These 60s uh, and 70s sense. projects were all, that was her shit right there. All throughout the 60s and 70s, she was working. And I want to say she, what did got, she, what was the she last got nominated oh. for a Tony as well. Yes, she still does the voice for Catwoman on a lot of Batman cartoons. Really? Yes. Dude, she's 86 years yeah. old. Yeah. That's crazy. 86 is like the Boom. new 70s. Even the last one, 2017. 2017. She's still doing Catwoman's voice. 2016, she was doing it. Uh-huh. Yeah. I love that. She still does Catwoman's voice. So I guess she is the Catwoman. because the longest running Catwoman. The longest uh -huh. running Catwoman. Yeah. Definitely. All right. So if you watch any of those but movies, you know toes. If you watch any of those movies, those are uh, Julie Newmar. Can I give you a fun fact? Yes. Okay. Please give it. Do you know how this movie got its name? 
How did this movie get its name? Oh, read it, please. To Wang Fu, thanks for everything. Julie Newmore. Who, who was Wang Fu? So Wang Fu, uh-huh. or Fui, was a head bartender at the China Bowl restaurant in New York. Oh, uh, well, we only have to be seen at the China Bowl this year. Girl, we will induce envy and rain. Okay. But it was located at 152nd West and 44th Street East of Broadway. I don't know. It's east of Broadway, but it closed back in 1993. So we cannot visit the China Bowl. But it was a huge place where celebrities who frequent there a lot. We see this a lot here in LA mm -hmm. where their headshots are signed and they're on the wall. Oh yeah. Love so that. that is what this was. And the writer Douglas, he, he saw it in the 1980s on the wall mm -hmm. in the bar in the, and loved it. It was a real picture. Yeah. A real picture and uh, used it for his film. That's awesome. So that's how, <laughs> that's how, we got this. I gotta stop title. shaking my head. I'm all top heavy. <laughs> you know it's hard out here for a queen. <laughs> oh, it is beautiful. You're gorgeous. <laughs> I, I feel like a building. I sway a little bit to the left and the right. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine an earthquake. <laughs> for real. Earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Helen! Please hurry back to Hollywood. I miss you so much. Come oh my on god. Home. So many kisses and snuggles to Robin. That's oh my dog. god. Ugh. Give her I love Robin. We'll have like a uh, a weekend. We'll just hang out oh and just we'll drink and out. have fun all weekend. Okay. So, we got a long list of actors to talk about and we're going to try and get through them as quickly but as complimentary as possible. But to be honest with you, we've already hit a lot of these. We have. We have hit so a lot we can of these. Go quick through There's some a few. Of this. Somebody we haven't talked about is Miss Jennifer Milmore. Mm -hmm. She plays Bobby Lee. Bobby, Bobby Lee. Ray, Bobby Lee. Bobby <laughs> or Roberta Bobby towards the end. Jennifer, I think she did a good job in this. And surprisingly, she did not continue with her acting career. She was cute. She was super cute. Uh, she had this endearing personality about her. And I think that she could have continued on, but she quit in 2000 uh, about five years after this i don't know why doesn't really say sure. much uh she's 50 years old now maybe she wanted to pursue another career maybe she wanted to raise a family but jennifer you did a great job and we wish you the best loved you for your little pigtails <laughs> yeah, your little sharp. little cheerleader outfit yeah why is she wearing a cheerleader outfit because it was red and white it was red <laughs> that makes sense they only got so many clothes damn <laughs> and her counterpart in this movie, Bobby Ray, Bobby Ray, is played by Mr. Jason London, who we've already talked who we've about. We've already talked about. Next page. No, I'm just oh, kidding. Oh, damn. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We talked about him in Dazed, Dazed and Confused. Confused. He's the lead in Dazed and Confused. Oh, classic. Yeah, yeah that's such a good movie. Too. Aerosmith tickets, top priority of the summer. Top priority of the summer. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, <laughs> that's so funny because I was going to text her. Uh, Sunday is officially the first day of summer, the 20th. Mm -hmm. And I was going to text her, <laughs> Aerosmith tickets, top priority of the summer. 
And one day we will see but him. <laughs> Did we talk about the fact that he's a twin? Yeah. His brother's an yeah, actor, too. Twin. His brother's an actor, yeah. Is his brother in Out seven, Cold? Seven. Or is that him in Out Cold? No, that's him in Out Cold. Well, what seven, the fuck seven, is yeah. his brother in? His brother's in Seventh Heaven. His brother's in Seventh Heaven? Seventh yeah, Heaven. Did he play the boyfriend? Yeah, see the priest. They're like a brother or a pastor that can date. He was so a deacon. Boyfriend, yeah. Oh what? no, I think. I don't know. I don't know. Right? Isn't that his brother? Or... Yeah, there's his brother. Go down. What was he in? Strangely enough, he's wearing like a. He does look like a priest. He looks like a priest in his profile picture. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Oh, he's the one in Mallrats. Okay. He's, okay. He's Mallrats. See, and I always miss one of my favorite movies ever. Uh, yeah. Ever. Right? Don't you have the uh, Don't you have the poster? Is that you? That's the mm-hmm. poster. Uh, Jason London is the one that's in Out Cold. I absolutely love that. One of the funniest movies <laughs> of late '90s, early 2000s. Oh my god, that was my first impression of Zach Galifianakis. I've oh, never yeah. seen Zach Galifianakis until Out Cold, and yeah. that was the greatest gift Out Cold could ever give me was Him. Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, so funny. Mm-hmm. I like he's. he's genius he's he a genius. fucked a hot tub y'all i was gonna say he's the jacuzzi casanova so it is jason london is chi chi's love interest he is bobby, bobby lee's love interest he's just a good old boy he is a good old boy he is, he is a gentleman he is chivalrous yeah he uh, saves chi chi from being saves raped Chi-Chi in the woods from being yeah. raped. that's how you pick up a lady yeah <laughs> He saved her on the side of the Dude, road. Dude, they were going to rape her and beat her ass. Yeah, they would have killed tell. her. You could tell. They would have killed her. Yeah. Well, maybe not, though. The boys ended up being good in the end, right? Yeah, yeah it didn't they, take much to turn them around. Well, they only had three days, damn it. It was Friday, and the social was Sunday, so, I mean, yep. they did a lot in them They three did days. a lot in three days. But on day one, they definitely would have raped her, mm-hmm. and then once they saw what was going down, they probably would have killed her. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, Chi-Chi, I love her, but she is so naive mm-hmm. to... She absolutely is. She don't know. It's one thing to walk around New York like that, because it's New York, and you can kind of do whatever you want. You're I more forward-thinking You're more free, New York. yeah. But to go through, like, the Midwest and shit like that, with very conservative people... Yeah. Which they never really establish where they're at. Like they say that they're, they ask if they're in West Virginia or they assume they are. And then Sean Penn, Officer Dullard, says you're far away from West Virginia. But that's it. He doesn't really like say exactly where it is. So it's technically like nowhere state. It's It's just just generalized. Yeah. They had to go through all that to get to Cali. So that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could say like, we're trying to get to Vegas and you could be like, we're nowhere near Vegas because we're not, but we are. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not that far. No, it's three hours. Yeah. Three and some change. All right. So moving on from Mr. Jason London, we need to talk about Virgil's punk ass. However, he's played some great characters that aren't assholes in other movies. Such as? Most notably, he is Scotty Smalls in The Sandlot. However, he is older Scotty Smalls. So he is grown up Scotty Smalls when he like gives the thumbs up down to Benny who just stole home plate. So we talked about him too, but I mean we didn't talk. I mean about we him, didn't talk, we talked about, about him. a movie with him. Uh, Virgil Smalls. Yeah, killing me Smalls. You're killing me Smalls. Well, it's and not he, him as a kid. It's, it's him, him as, as an announcer. Adult. The announcer when they're like, they oh, say the, the Jets lost a step or two, 
but I wouldn't be surprised to see some fireworks. He still has his Fisher hat on. Yeah, he still got the fishing hat on. Yeah, and he's in the booth. Mm -hmm. So Virgil is played by Mr. Arliss Howard. Okay, Howard. And Arliss Howard has had a great career for himself as a character actor, starting with Mr. Uh, Full Metal Jacket. He was a Mm -hmm. uh, cadet, not cadet, private cowboy or something like that. Kind of remember him young. Yeah. He was super young. He's also been in Moneyball. He was in Jurassic Park, The Lost World, Time Traveler's Wife. He is killing it. To this day, he's 65 years old, and he's got more projects in pre-production. He has 71 credits to his name. Very, very impressive resume. That being That's said, beautiful. he plays an asshole in this movie. Does a good job as he an does, asshole. Yeah, he's the, he's the local uh, tow truck slash mechanic. Slash wife beater. Slash wife beater. Doesn't like spice. Nothing too zesty. Bitch, how do you not like any flavor in your whatever she's making? I think she's making chili. Damn. And it's funny. It's paprika. It's paprika. paprika. It's paprika. You can't handle paprika. How about pepper? I'm sorry. Virgil. As a whole, not you. Not you, Ellen. White people don't put a lot of spice in this stuff. Mm, Not even like salt and pepper, though. Not enough sometimes. Dang. Not you, Helen. Not you. I yeah. know. Don't worry. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's Helen all makes well and bomb good. Shit. It's good to have it like sweet or whatever you want it's supposed to be. But like you got to have some flavor to it. Gotta it doesn't have, have to be spicy. Yeah, you got to have flavor. That's annoying. Nutmeg isn't spicy. Just salt isn't spicy. Hit the salt. You know? Garlic. <laughs> get your elbow right. <laughs> don't hate on me. Are you taking Going a shot? Shots now. I'll take a shot with you. Let me yeah, see that giant thing. It, it's our 100th We're going episode. to shots. Helen and I are taking a shot. Okay. Yeah, we are. Helen, here is to seeing you in three <laughs> dimension eventually. Cheers. All right, to here we go. To my <laughs> She's got that delicious maker's mark over there. Ooh. I got my singing voice on now. Shit. <laughs> all right so arliss yeah he's the local mechanic he's the local uh tow truck he's a local wife beater and in my personal opinion call me crazy but she probably knows just as much what's her name carol ann stalker Karen. Channing? uh-huh she stalker i bet Channing. you she knows just as much about auto mechanics if not more than he does but because she, she is a good loyal loving wife she lets him be wrong mm-hmm. because she doesn't want to make waves. She doesn't want to get in his way because immediately when they break down and he's like, I can fix it in five minutes as soon as I get the part. She makes, she tries to make a suggestion. Well, maybe you can and she's call like, maybe so-and-so. you can call so-and-so. And, and like, she has an idea on how to fix it faster. He doesn't want to hear it. Yeah. And I think that's where she gets her first shiner because she goes in the exactly. house and then he follows right afterwards. <sighs> I mean... She should have kept Nothing her mouth shut. Nothing I hate more than a white <laughs> She should have kept her mouth shut. She should have put way more spice in there and said, fuck you, I'm leaving. Yeah, the spice like fucking arsenic. That's what I would have put in this fucking chili. Some men just can't so much hold chili their arsenic. In that shit. <laughs> yeah, I would have tried to kill him like on uh, Mrs. Delphire. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, not make my not spicy. I'm allergic to pepper. <laughs> Poor guy. That oh, sucks. God. I've killed the bastard. Don't say poor guy. Fuck that no, guy. I, she's talking about Pierce Brosnan and Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He should have. Oh, no. Help is on the way, dear. He didn't deserve to, like, die. 
He was a good guy. He lifts him up and starts doing the Heimlich. Oh, work with me. Fuck that face up. Love Robin Williams. Love Robin Williams. We can talk about him next since he's only in here for one scene. We've talked about him. We've talked. We just talked about Robin Williams. That's right, Birdcage. Birdcage. Madonna. Madonna. But you keep it all inside. Marsha Grant. Marsha Grant. <laughs> but you keep it all inside. Right. Yeah, he does. With salt and pepper. What is his name in this movie? Jim, John Jacob, Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. And Noxima, you remember John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt? Oh, yes. His name is my name, too. Do people always shout, I hate that? <laughs> shout, John Jacob Jingleheimer <laughs> Schmidt. Da 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 Shut up. <laughs> name their kid that. <laughs> That's Ron not William. his real name. I know. It's got to be it's like girl. his pseudonym. Oh, yeah, girl. I mean, he's around this fabulous people. You have to have a pseudonym. Everyone in the queer community has a cute name. Yeah. Yeah. They what? call me Sunshine. Is that where your Instagram comes from? Yes. I love that. Thank That's you. That's cute. So he plays John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. That's a mouthful. Da-da, he has da-da, one da-da, scene. Da-da. He is absolutely fabulous from he head is. to toe. He's he got comes that up to cool the table. hat. His jewelry hanging out. He's got some meat taco. I feel taco like coming out. him and uh, John Leguizamo are having like this little one up on improvisation. They're like working off of each other and having the best fucking time. I and mean, I feel that. I think they're improvising Absolutely. their lines. They're like flirting with each uh-huh. other. Just being. And then when uh, well, Chi gets a, big, a little too it, dirty. That was a big problem on set, wasn't it? It was a big problem on set. Improving. Improving was a big problem on set. Improving well, was a huge problem on set. Well, mainly because Johnny Lakes is a writer and improver and mm. a comedian, so he was really feeling Chi Chi coming ah, up with yes. his own shit. And Patrick Swayze was not about it. Uh huh. He was not about it so much that he took a swing at Johnny Lakes. Oh, they did more than that. That's they really just they brawled out. Oh yeah. On set. Can we? Is it time for that story? Go ahead. Okay. So the way that John Leguizamo remembers it is he showed up to set still drunk from the night before because what a lot of people don't know is that he had his future wife on this project. So he met her. Uh, her huh? name is Teeny. He met her on huh? the previous project and he just fell head over heels for her. She was a costume girl on Carlito's Way. And when he made negotiations for this project, he made sure that she was his costume girl. <laughs> because he really, really liked her and he wanted to pursue her, apparently. Yeah. Uh, they went out the night before to the only bar in town in Nebraska. This is how I know it was in Nebraska. And they spent the night eating these shitty-ass like fried crickets. No. And drinking and dancing and stuff. They... Spent the night together, and then he left and went to work, and he showed up to work still drunk from the night before. And like you said, he was improving, and Patrick didn't like that. I love improving. Mm-hmm. I think it's hilarious. If somebody else is going to do it, then I'm about to go for it, too. I'm all for improv, as long as it's within the guidelines of well, the yeah. story and of the scene. Yeah. You know, you got yeah, exactly. to progress the story along. It has to be playful for everybody involved. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You can't have an improv and it just be you basically ripping off, riffing off, like, because then you kind of alienate all your other players mm-hmm. and it's just not fun anymore. And no. 
And I mean, yes, and kind of like takes you on tangents that it shouldn't be going on that take you away exactly. from the goal of the scene and the goal of the movie. I think this was the confrontation scene anyway when they're upstairs and uh, they're like in their like nightgowns and stuff. They were having their fight. Yeah, when they're actually mm-hmm. doing their fight anyway. She truly does have a pinata for a head. Don't go there, Vita. Well, she certainly is an oppressive gringa with a pinga. All right, y'all. And you are a puta Spanish fly. Don't go And you there. are an uptight, cellulite, dinosaur, fossil-faced, white, honky, crackled witch. You listen to me, you little sway-back, third-world, selfish, self-absorbed piece of... Oh, my God. It's very hurtful, racist. I mean... That fight can get very elevated. Very like, quickly. Seriously. Especially then, if John Leguizamo's in. And so that's what was going and on. Even, and Patrick had enough and he mm-hmm. got out of character and they started fighting. And apparently he called him a little pooda bitch a couple of times. Pooda. He's like, all right, John yeah. Leguizamo's cool. You want to fight you little pooda bitch? I'll teach you some lessons. And he was like, John was like, all right, let's go. <laughs> and apparently there. Wesley <laughs> stayed out of it. John Leguizamo likes to joke. That's because he could saying both that their Wesley was ass. like, "I'll hold your purses," and he just stayed out of it. He's like, "I'm a black belt. None of, I can I will end this fight. So uh-huh. this is all between y'all." <laughs> Absolutely. Wesley Snipes yeah. is so fucking cool. He's a fucking <laughs> black belt, man. He killed. I mean, multi-degree black belt. I mean, he'll whoop their asses. Swayze might be Roadhouse, but but he's no blade. he's fucking no blade so this fight ended with John Leguizamo throwing up on Patrick Swayze yeah that sounds about right oh he was drunk he was drunk and he puked up all those crickets from the night before and his girlfriend had to wash his costume (laughs) oh my god that's so bad she was pissed so bad had to wash your nasty ass So might I recommend John Leguizamo's one-man show, Ghetto Clown, and you will get the full story of what happened on this day. You will get a clown. So fucking good. But yeah, he had his future wife on this set. She was a costume girl. (laughs) And he's still got a Golden Globe out of it. So we're going to get to them, though. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's time to talk about Miss Alice Drummond. Plays, oh, what is her name in this? Um, Starts with an M. Myrna. It is Myrna. She can't hear you. She's like, did you, oh. did you just pull a Yui? <laughs> oh my God. I literally died today. I died today when I was when watching it. When she pulls it. a U-turn. Cause she's like, here, I got you. I got your I picture. And she so does a much. straight up U-turn. She did makes a straight a up U-turn. <laughs> oh no, girlfriend, did you just do a Yui? She did cause she was going the wrong way. <laughs> she's just running away from Wesley. <laughs> she's cute. And yeah, she pulls a straight up U-turn. Uh, a lot of people also noti- notice her in Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. That's what I remember. Yeah, Alice Drummond plays the mother of Ray Finkel in Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Yeah. And she's, again, so... F- Why does she play these characters that are supposed to like not have all their marbles upstairs? Because she could do that doughy no. look, like... Huh. Do you expect him home soon? Oh, yes. I expect him home any minute. Oh, mi- oh that's right. <laughs> she expects him home any minute. See, the engine's running, but there's nobody behind the no wheel. No one behind the wheel. So, wait. Has she been an actor? When did she start? She started when she was around 50 years old. Oh, she's like the rapping granny. Uh-huh. She was born in 1928. Her first credits aren't until the 70s. 
Yeah, and not only that, you also might recognize her from Ghostbusters. She opens Ghostbusters. She is the librarian. She's a librarian. She's the screaming librarian that Slimer. Is it Slimer? Oh my god, I didn't yeah. realize. No, it's, no, it's not Slimer. It's the that... other ghost. Dude. But yeah, she's the screaming librarian at the beginning of Ghostbusters. That used to scare the shit out of me. Oh yeah. New York Library. Mm-hmm. But in this, Alice plays oh, Myrna. She only has a few lines. But and everything. You drink every time She's you in there so much. With her little shuffling. Uh, your stockings are falling down. The stockings are falling down. <laughs> She's shuffling by. Busting Yui's in the middle of the street. Mm-hmm. And I love the relationship that she has with Nagzima. I know. Their relationship is it's so, so cute. Because she's, you know, her husband owned the old picture show house yeah. to close because... Ever since her husband lost the movie theater business and he ran off with that lady of film, what do you call it, distributor? I don't know if she moved to this neighborhood it probably was a, it probably was a theater for the, the neighborhood i'm floating right now y'all I know. Like, i'm so drunk i always get so drunk this is the best part right that's what i gotta say like if you're not drunk by the end of this episode what are you doing with your life for real what, what are you doing all right not like, you go anywhere. Yeah. alice we love you but we got so many people to talk about uh i will There's say so many people in this movie that alice did pass away on november 30th of 2016 R.I.P. Yeah, she was up there, oh. though. She was born in 1928, so she was 88 years old when she passed. So she had a great life. She she even has the cutest little profile picture on her IMDb. She's cute. She's such a sweetheart. Uh, and another sweetheart is Blythe Danner, who... Oh, my God, I can't... I love her so much. Shake the reins. Tell me about her. She is, like, kind of... A, she's, like, Hollywood royalty a little bit. She's pretty fantastic. She's been in so many great effing films that you mm-hmm. just like, she has such a presence back when she was younger, as well as like she is, and she's so award nominated and so recognized, but she even like travels even past that. Like she, she is constantly gets work. It's amazing mm-hmm. how like Anna is still getting work and she's this beautiful golden actress age goddess. Mm-hmm. Like, and she's so, so like disarming. Her. her eyes are so inviting. Like you just want to sit her and signature. have a conversation with her. She exactly is good. I mean, I just think of her as meet the parents, obviously. Oh yeah. Muskrat. <laughs> like, oh, that's yeah. what I always think of her. And in this movie I think of I her. I think of her Will and Grace. Oh, there you go. That's true. I, she plays William's mom, right? Her so hard with Will Truman's, yeah, yeah Will Truman's mom, mom for sure. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, in this movie, she's Beatrice, and she's a bit of a gossip. Like she's giving the girls the lowdown on everybody in town. Like who's the drinker? Yeah. Who's the mute? Who's uh, hasn't had sex in forever? Who her boo is? Oh yeah, He's then the Jimmy nicest. Joe. Now over there is Jimmy Joe, who runs the restaurant for me. He's the nicest colored man you ever want to meet. Nicest color man you'd ever want to meet. Yep. Yeah, so, oh, so and they look at her I've like, girl, you got eyes for him. I've been waiting 23 years to ask this. Uh, There's only 10 people in this damn town. You might as well ask her. What's that song that's playing when they're dancing? Thrill me. What is it? Thrill me. That's what it is. I love that. Thrill me. 
kiss me, kiss me, let me tell you I'm in love with you. Yeah. I love that song. It's such a good song. Oh, so good. Mm. So yeah, she, uh, she's got eyes for Mr. Jimmy Joe. Who is, uh, according to her, the nicest colored man you ever want to meet? That's yeah, so good. it just and her eyes are just gazing after him. How this strong, hardworking black man unloading his truck. He's got his little cafe going. Yeah, he even made it all cute with the tables out. For yeah, her, you know? yes, he, he did. did. He like he was down. He was down. He was one of the few townspeople that was like, "I'm down. I'm ready to like get with Let's it." Change like, it up. Let's change it up. Let's change it Yeah, Let's absolutely. Have some fun. And then and that cute who is the cute who's the cute boy that's in the um general store with his the list with his, with his stutter oh and another mess is the youngest of the bird family over there that runs the clothing store poor thing he's got a sad little stutter stutter you know a stutter it would really bring a tear to your eye with his little cute stutter and who we're gonna give him to what's his name uh his name is Jamie Harold he plays Billy Bud. I think. Oh, we're passing. Or you know what? It might be. T- is that Billy Bud or is that Tommy that's working in the general store? Billy Bud. Tommy. I think it's Tommy. 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 Oh. I think it's Tommy. So Tommy is played by Michael Vartan. This is wrong. See? No, no, no. That, that's the other dude. That's someone else. So I said. Yeah, that's the other guy. Tommy that's the is guy the one who gets. Like my nails. Boom. Boom. Oh. Do you like my nails? Oh. Oh. Okay, so Tommy is the one he that learns alias. manners. He was an alias. That's what I was about to say. Okay, then it's got to be Billy Bud, right? Yeah, Billy Bud. He works in these. Yeah, that's Midtown. These Midwestern names. I know. I'm just like. So Billy Bud is played by Jamie Harold. So he Jamie is Harold. from Natural Born Killers, The Score, Some of All Fears, Aaron Brockovich, my dude. Continues to work. Who are you in Natural Born Killers? We we did that movie. Wait, we was did that movie. Natural Born. He That's in, so funny. Wasn't what's his name? Arliss Howard, the guy that was in Virgil, was in Natural Born Killers as well. Was he? Yeah. Shit. I thought so. As we just did that movie. Uh, in Natural Born Killers, he plays kid number two. I mean, Ooh, kid that's why. <laughs> that's why we didn't talk about him in that one. He was still a kid. He didn't. Kid number two. He hadn't established a name for himself yet. When the fuck was there kids in this movie? <laughs> I don't remember no damn kids. Uh, there was the kid in. I mean, there was her brother. That's true, but he wasn't the brother. He wasn't the brother. No. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember kids being in this unless Kid they were like two. running in the convenience store or something. Well, gotta see. Well, either way, uh, Jamie Harold plays Billy Bud. I like when he puts on that yellow suit looking like the man uh, from, uh, what is that book with uh, the monkey? Curious, Curious George. George. The man in the yellow hat. The man in the yellow hat. <laughs> um, Wait, who were we just talking about before you? We were talking about Beatrice. So, uh, oh no, that's no yeah. Blythe Danner. We we're talking about Blythe Danner, who is the mother of. She plays Beatrice. Do you know who she in real life is the mother of? Oh, I don't know. Do you know who? What? She's the mother of Gwyneth Paltrow. I yeah, can... the signature eyes. I can see that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that, oh, yeah. but yeah, you can definitely see it as like you look at her. It's like wow. Yep, that's her mama. Okay. I'm surprised they haven't done any work together. I would like to see that. They would be. I'd like, like to see like. But I want it to be like a 
funny. I would like to see, yeah, a comedy where the mother uh, and daughters work with each other, but it's got to be like the real mothers and daughters. So it's got to be uh, Blythe Danner and Gwyneth Paltrow. It's got to be Goldie Hawn and I always forget her name. Oh my God. Hey. What? Kate Hudson? Kate Hudson. Yes. Oh, then you said Thank Jade. You. I was like, I was somebody else is yelling at us over their headphones. So okay, well, then I want Meryl Streep and her daughter, too. There you That'd go. Be a good one. Yep. Melanie Griffith and her daughter could do it. Jada Pinkett and Willow. How old is Willow nowadays? Oh, she'd be I too young. Willow, I mean. A little too young. <laughs> I love but Willow. Like, something like uh, that. I like it. All right, it. Hollywood, you guys got to write this out. Music, though. She's not really, I mean, she could be an actor. I mean, she is, but she's, she's more an artist. Oh, that's a good strawberry. She's a huge musician. True, 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 true. I love Willow. I. She's awesome. Well, speaking of Miss Beatrice's significant other, Jimmy Joe is played by Mr. Mike Hodge. Okay. Fuck yeah, Mike Hodge. Sorry, excuse me. (laughs) I had a little strawberry in my mouth. Uh, Mike Hodge is a great journeyman actress, drag actor, Damn, this drink is getting to me. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hell yes, it's our 100th episode. I gotta make it. Oh, she's gotta make it. All right, while you're doing that. Uh, so, Jimmy Joe, played by Mr. Mike Hodge. My dude sadly did pass away uh, a few years back. Yeah. He, he died on September 9th, 2017. He was 70 years old. So not very old. Yeah. And that was a damn shame because I really enjoyed him in this. I love uh, towards the end when they're all surrounding Chris Penn and like he grabs his titty yeah, and everything. He his He's like, that was my slepper right yeah, there. Yeah, he does. I'm a drag queen over here. <laughs> He's like, what the f- Perverts! Perverts! Uh, <laughs> Cheers. Cheers to the perverts. He was a he was a journeyman actor. He had been on every TV show you can think of, from Blind Spot to Blue Buds to New York Undercover, Ringer, Law and Order, Special Victims Unit. Boom, 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 boom. There you go. He had a recurring role on that from '99 to 2010. I'm about to peep him out. Yeah, I should have mentioned that a number of these actors in this movie have passed away. Mike Hodge, Alice. Swayze. Swayze, we haven't even gotten to him yet, oh, and Swayze. of course, Mr. Robin Williams. Oh, yeah, that's true. No, and also our next actor, Chris Penn. Yeah, oh, that's true. Sheriff Dollars yeah, himself. Yeah, he passed away in two thousand and six, and he is—he was in so many. That was movies. a sad death. Yes, it was. Was it an OD? It, it was unexpected. It, if I'm not mistaken, it was. Like he was in a hotel. It was. Or something. Mm-hmm. It was sad. Yeah. I always enjoyed his work, though. Like, what is your favorite yeah. Chris Penn movie? Like, Reservoir Dogs. Jesus. You can argue Reservoir Dogs. Footloose. Reservoir Footloose. Dogs is so good. Freaking Footloose. Footloose. The best of the best. Is this going to be horrible? I'm going to fucking... This is going to be terrible, and everyone's going to make fun of me. I really remember him, though, in Corky Romano. Yes. Dude, That's I know. That's who remembered? I mean, Chris Kattan... Is such an underappreciated SNL character. I agree. Um, and this is a character he uh, created during that time mm-hmm. uh, when he was working for SNL. Some cocaine. 
<laughs> He's so funny in that movie. But then also like True Romance. I mm-hmm. remember him a lot. True Romance. Oh, I was yeah. going to mention that one. He did a few Tarantino movies. He's... Wow. I didn't even forget yeah, about that. Yeah, they had a close connection for sure. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, Rush Hour. He plays. Uh, oh my God, he's in Rush Hour. He's in Rush Hour. <gasps> he is in Rush Hour. Clive. Clive. Hey, Clive, I'm not going to forget this. I'm going to come back later. I'm going to bring your fat ass some cookies. Some cookies. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I have a theory on Sheriff Dullard. Is it yeah. Sheriff or Deputy? You know, I write everybody's name down Sheriff. Sheriff Dullard. Yeah, no, the cops are the ones who find him knocked out and they're laughing at him like, you can beat up a girl. Uh, uh, Dollar here. He's like, shut up. I'm going to bring back three corpses here. And when you look up their dresses, if you don't find something you shouldn't find, I don't know what. <laughs> and if you look up their dress and you don't see something. However, their uniforms are different. I, I think they're know. from a different precinct. Police officers and sheriffs are two different things. Yeah. They have two different cars, Mm -hmm. two different uniforms. The officers laughing at him are wearing blue. He's wearing brown. He's a sheriff. That's why they're laughing at him. They don't answer to him. He's a sheriff. Now, my theory is I think that he's gay. I think that he is in the closet and he is fighting it with every inch of himself. And that's why he is hunting them down so vigorously so when he pulled him over and he looked in the window i think he knew he was like peace waves is a dude yeah well duh i mean he looks like a ken doll in a wig but (laughs) yeah i can see that not only that if you listen to his monologue that he has while he's at the bar and he's talking about two men hugging up on each other kissing each other strong Strapping man. They hold one another in, in manly, masculine arms. Hold one another. All their facial hair and this, that, and the other. As he is talking about it, he's getting more and more seductive about it. Yeah. I think that he is in the closet, and that's why he's trying to okay. run these people out of town. I love it. That's a good theory. That's my theory on Sheriff Dullard. He's all getting all hard in the pants. Uh-huh. It. He's like, Absolutely. You His know. uniform's getting tight. What is Wesley Snipes Tighter saying? than it already is. He's like, oh, that you guys have the same thing between your... Oh, yes. Like, for starters, the same business in between your legs. Boink, 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 boink. Boink, 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 boink. <laughs> That's like my favorite. Wesley Snipes is such a... I just want to say the casting of these three different queens, it's like so perfect because mm-hmm. it shows you the old white way. You know, Patrick Swayze plays like the more... older proper um drag queen which a lot of older drag queens nowadays they do do that like Susie homemaker like look really okay Mm -hmm. and then you got the sassy colorful black girl who goes heads and she tries things with colors and her makeup and her wigs Mm -hmm. and then you got the little you know latin who's fiery who's always gonna wear something super short and super tight Mm -hmm. and just be extra extra provocative yeah so Uh they they did a really good job of picking Their main cast. We're almost there. We got one more actress to talk about before we get to the main three. And that is the lovely, wonderful Miss Stalker Channing. We also have already talked about her. We have already talked about her. On Grease. She plays Carol Ann. And I Mm -hmm. love her. 
I love, love, love her. Love her I love in this uh, movie. It's not even the alcohol. Well, it's a little bit of the it's alcohol. It's a lot of the alcohol, but we do <laughs> love her. I love her in this. I love her in Greece. I love her in First Wives Club. First Wives Club. Uh, she's in there she's for five minutes. But her seat is so emotional that she's like, damn, Gina. I want you to have the heat. She's like, no. oh. She's like, yeah, take no, the rest no, of the day off. I want you to have them take the Get rest it. of the day off. Oh. Like, Oh my god, I'm getting emotional oh. just thinking about it. Oh. I know. Oh I know. Don't get me started. You're going to smear my way. makeup. <laughs> um, so I in oh this, I, she plays Carol Ann, and she's the sweetest. She is so loving, and she's so loyal. And she knows right off the bat that these yeah. girls are drag queens. She knows yeah. from Jump Street Adam as Zappel. soon as they exactly. Adam she Zappel. says it in that like scene like seven times. She's like, you know, you got an apple, Adam Apple. Mm-hmm. Women don't have Adam Apple, but when you got here, I saw that you had an Adam's Apple, mm-hmm. and I don't care it's that a- you have an Adam's Apple. Adam- <laughs> <laughs> she just says it over and over. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, Maybe that should be a drinking game rule. Adam's apple. Oh, like, you'd be fucked by the end of the You're like, oh, I'm waiting Every for time it. you see but an Adam's like, apple. shows the simplicity of her upbringing, but her complexity of her adult growth. Like, she's she's smart. She's Absolutely. like, it doesn't matter to me, though. Yeah. It, that, that, that surpasses all of it for me. And that's what makes it so beautiful is that in the end, she just completely accepts Vita exactly who she is. And she says that too. She's like, I've been waiting my whole life to hear someone say those words. Like, to I that name. Oh, no yeah. matter how many times. Yeah. How many times I see, watch yeah. this movie, I start crying every single time because like, it's just something that you just want to feel. Mm-hmm. As somebody who is in the, this community, you're just like, I've just been waiting for someone to hear me and understand me and see me. And especially for that character, because it's so important. Because even though the Vita is white, proper, honey, you don't have everything. So, mm-hmm. because Vita never had a family. I love her because, you know, she says, I don't see you as a man. I don't see you as a woman. See you as an angel. Yeah. Because super sweet. Vita saved her, man. She, she saved her. Did. Gave her the power yeah. to be like, fuck this yeah. dude. I don't need you, Virgil. Get the hell out of my yeah, life. She can fix cars and raise her babies and be a lot more happier uh-huh. without that bitch. And around. I'm sure her babies will be happier as well. Bobby Lee. Uh what's her other daughter's name? I don't know. I'm not sure. She's like she's talked about more than she's seen. But yeah. she's better off as a single mother than with Virgil's punk ass. She could put some spice in her life. Yeah, like pepper. Yep. <laughs> some paprika. Just a couple a of paprika. fucking sticks of paper and paprika. Like, get out of here. Just do it. Oh, Absolutely. Please. Can you believe me? I, I bet he was awful in the sack, too. Just, he seems oh, I'm so sure he is. He's probably abusive even there. Probably. And not in a good way. Not... <laughs> No, probably not. Stalker Channing has a couple of projects uh, that she is coming out with. One of them is uh, Urban Myths, the series. She's got an episode of that coming out. Okay. As well as a movie called Lapham Rising or Lapham Rising. I'm not sure. L-A-P-H-A-M. Rising is in post-production right now. So principal photography is already done, which... Lucky for you guys, because this quarantine is slowing everything down in Hollywood, except post-production. So they're in the editing room right now, hooking that thing up. I was like, because you can get that done by yourself. Yes. (laughs) Well, Not by yourself, but like... You can send it out. 
you can send it out. You could mm-hmm. do your part on your own. Exactly. Separate from everybody else. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of things on people's list that says postponed because, damn, Gina, when are we going to get back to norms? I don't know. But that being said, Stalker Channing, we love you. Love you. Oscar nominated for Six Degrees of Separation. Um, With my baby, boo-boo, Will Smith. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's right. She was the nice white lady that brought him in. You're right. Yep. Bong on you and job, baby. Okay, so who are we moving to, baby? It's time for the trifecta. It's time to talk about our ladies of the evening, starting with the, I don't know if I can say lovely, the (laughs) statuesque Wesley Snipes. (laughs) We've talked about, this is our fourth time, I believe. Yeah, what did we talk about, Amin? White Men Can't Jump, Money money train. Train. In New Jack City. New Jack City. So this makes four, I believe. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I believe this is our number (laughs) number four. So Wesley Snipes plays Miss Noxima Jackson. Yeah. I think that's... Jesse's Jesse's daughter. Daughter of Jesse. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I absolutely love him in this. I think he does a great fucking job. Brilliant. Chasing Myrna around to fake playing basketball when you know damn well Wesley can play because White Men Can't Jump came out before this movie. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's why it's like so funny. That's why the other two aren't playing basketball. It's him like, (laughs) with his little pigtails and his little cheerleader outfit. Absolutely. So cute. When he's walking up to the boys and he's trying to teach or uh, she, Noxima, is walking up to these boys and she's about to teach them some manners. You're seeing Wesley Snipes and like, oh, he's about to whoop their asses. But he does it like a lady. He just grabs his nuts and says, come, come. Come here. I want to lead a dude now. by his nuts. What's what's his name? Tommy. 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 <laughs> he gets all high with it. Well, Tommy. the way you speak to ladies is, good afternoon, ladies. Can I hear you say that? <laughs> Good afternoon, good ladies. Afternoon, ladies. <laughs> I do like it at the end where she's like, okay, let me hear it. He's like, good afternoon. She's like, oh, go ahead, run along. Like, I. Who is that gorgeous black woman who, in the beginning, comes up to him and says, I wish that I was as pretty as you are? Yeah, that was Naomi Watts. Okay, I had a feeling. Okay. That's the, yeah, the joke is that she's a model. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, honey, good luck!" And just walks off. It's hilarious. I mean, I have told drag queens that before, though. Mm. Straight Me up, I've been like, "I want to be you when I grow up. How do I look like you?" So I, I totally get it. Mm-hmm. He was not beautiful. He was not. But his personality, the way he carried himself, no, was straight up. Gorgeous. I don't know. I mean, I feel okay. This is how I feel. Oh, I think he's gorgeous. I feel like whoever did his, his makeup, makeup did uh, not know how to do black people's makeup. That's my feeling. Okay, that's just me because I look at it and as a dark-skinned woman, not as dark-skinned as Wesley Snipes, the colors you can put on a person and you can't put on a person, or the color wig that she constantly wears is not a color wig I would necessarily pick for his skin tone. Gotcha. That's just me. Okay. I feel like his face should have been beaten a little harder 
and that you know you should have used different colors accentuate those features yeah she's got those high cheekbones yeah but i did love her clothes and i love the way that she carried herself she was very poised and very all about her business like drag queen that you see you're like yeah that bitch don't fuck with her i bet she could do a death drop like that's <laughs> that's the kind of like queen that i see wesley snipes as there and you go. I think he did a really good job. You know, one of the fa- funniest mm-hmm. things about this movie that I see uh, is a moment where he actually doesn't have a line, but he's hiding under the bed, and he does this wide military push-up and pushes, pushes up the, the bed, bed and yeah. then just raises it up with his freaking leg. And then he looks, and then he goes, and he puts it down like and so gently. He puts gently. it down so gently. Like a lady. <laughs> like, I love it. Yeah. And I love it. She's just always like, mm. you know, she she got that black sister down. Yes. Who just be sitting there and be like, mm, mm, mm. Mm-hmm. We, we what? No, not we. You decided that we uh-huh. would take him, like yeah. her with us. Like, that was you, not me. Vita makes all these decisions. She's got a bleeding heart and she wants to help the world, which God love her and more power to her. But, but you can't obligate other people if they don't want to. You gotta have exactly your drag mom to be a successful drag queen, mm-hmm. and but here's the, they're but, both aunties though. They are Auntie Vita and Auntie Maxima. They're all they're both aunties. Mm-hmm. I get that. That's true. Well, they said that Vita was telling her like how to do her face and how to dress, and now you don't look like mm-hmm. you know a slave like kind of deal. And she's and probably been doing it yeah. forever, helping young queens out. Like, okay, change that foundation. You shouldn't wear it like this. Mm-hmm. You know, do this, do that. Do your makeup like this. Wear these. And I think she's been doing it forever. Like, that's just how she is. Once she learned how to do it, she just passed the knowledge on all the time. And I think that's why mm-hmm. Wesley Snipes stays is because this bitch did it for me. Like, not to the drastic point where mm-hmm. we're driving across country, but... She went out of her way to make me better. Yeah, that's true. Well, Absolutely. Well, super. It's super key in the writing because up until that point, like she's like Vita says, Auntie Vita, Auntie Noxie. Like mm-hmm. up until the point when they are at the, it's the it's the strawberry social, the cost, and the and Bobby Lee runs in and she's like miss vita auntie noxie like all of a sudden the name changes and it's not auntie anymore and then noxie even says they come together and noxie's like vita here listen and she even acknowledges at that point yes like you were right this is what blah 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 like and you realize you're like maybe she is the mother of this little troop all of a sudden like Mm. this is where the family is being born because she was always, yeah. So I feel like that's really important in the writing to realize, like, they, she doesn't, ref, no one is referring to her as auntie anymore. She has become mother. I kind of feel Aww. like in the storyline, that's when that moment happens. Because that's the first time that Noxie isn't like, well, you're like, you can't drag me into this, blah, blah, blah. Noxie is the first time being like, maybe you were right. Yeah. yeah. We'll go with it, kind of thing. I didn't make that connection. I'm so glad that you pointed it out. The writing is always really like, I'm just so into it. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, why did they say that? What does that mean? And then I just like totally introspected immediately. I'm like, what is happening? You find what? those little nuances that just change everything. Wesley has got a couple of movies that are going to be coming out. 
One of them is Chronicles of a Mayan Tunnel, which he has yet to film. That's not what I was thinking. Then there's uh, another zombie movie called Outbreak Z. That's not what I was thinking, but I'm, I'm ready. excited for. No, you can't watch if it. If it's anything like World War Z, I want to see it. Okay. You're not. Most, I know what you're thinking about. Oh, I'm most <laughs> excited about Coming to America. In other words, part two. He is General EZ. I want... Samuel Jackson to do a little sneak peek in there. That's all I want. Oh my God, yes. Anybody move, I'll blow your fucking head off. And I want him to see that he <laughs> or he owns his own uh, McDonald's or something. Like, oh my God. And someone comes in. That'd be so great. And someone comes and robs him and he's like, uh-uh, I invented this shit, motherfucker. Right? And then he, you know. That's all, we just need a little scene. That's that all I want. That would be really, really great. That's all I want. So I want to talk about Mr. Patrick Swayze. We also already talked about. Because we've also already talked about him. And also, I don't know if he's really the lead in this. Yeah, he is. Is he? Yeah, yeah. we like, follow his journey more. Okay. The first person no. we the very first person we see. We do is see him. him first. We go through Wait, his house. He doesn't have the biggest like story arc. He goes through. But him and Nakzima both start off in the movie. I will say that he does have the most backstory because they do see his mother yeah. in mom. the rich world. Mm-hmm. In the rich world, we find out about his so, rich mama. We see. Yeah. We see more scenes of him saving her. You know, getting her ass beat constantly. Do you ever not cry in this room? Like, you know, she's yeah, constantly. She's always there. trying to. Do you fix ever something. not? I noticed that there's not any chopped onions. Any chopped anywhere. onions anywhere? Yeah. And where are them boxes that you were talking about? I love that where she's just like, "Do you ever, do you ever not cry here?" Because mm-hmm. every time I walk in this goddamn place, you on the phone crying. <laughs> like. And the yeah. first time you see him, it's Patrick Swayze. He is just getting out of the shower. Getting out of He's that got damn his hair. Show. He's got his, you know, he's shirtless with a towel. Yeah. All you see is Swayze, sexy ass young Swayze. Uh, you see Johnny Castle. <laughs> I mean, and then he starts putting himself together. That the song, that is one of my, that is seriously to me the most iconic song, what song? of this entire show. Song Peppa. What is it? Uh, uh, I am. I, I am, am the I am beautiful. beautiful body. Mm. Yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh. I am the body beautiful. That's Song Peppa. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh shit. Ooh, that ooh, song ooh. is the most iconic to me for this film, like beyond words. Like yeah. whenever I th- I think of that song, for sure. That's true. That's and it's I them getting that. ready. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was it was so perfect. Wesley kicking his legs up on the bed, dressed. all excited. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, have you ever seen a drag queen get dressed? Probably no. not. Besides you today. Besides but, me today. But I mean, they <laughs> have so much fun. In my time. Yeah, they There's have so much, so much fun. To get dressed with. Yeah, they have so much fun. It's like pre-gaming, but they're getting they're, they're beating their face, gotcha. and you're sitting around looking like, at them. It's, it's, <laughs> most of the time, it's a character. It's someone that they hold near and dear to their their wholest heart, and. Yeah. It's really, really fun to be in that moment in that presence to watch someone get into character and get into that that essence and being. Mm-hmm. It's overwhelmingly beautiful. Well, I'm, I'm suddenly reminded of Wesley's monologue that he has when he's in the car and he's breaking down the difference from a... A man Game who wears a dress. When a straight man puts on a dress and gets his sexual kicks, he is a transvestite. 
when a man is a woman trapped in a man's body and has the little operation, he is a transsexual. I know that. When a gay man has way too much fashion sense for one gender, he is a drag queen. Thank you. What are the four steps? Make good thoughts be your sword and shield. Yep. Mm. Ignore adversity. Uh huh. Even when it's in your face, right? Uh-huh. Is that what it says? Face. Something like that. <laughs> Abide by the rules. Rules of, of love. love. Yep. And then. And uh, larger than life is just the right size. Oh, that's really cute. Oh. <laughs> We talked about it earlier. Patrick Swayze did pass away in 2009. Mm. Uh, he died yes. of pac- pancreatic cancer, mm-hmm. I believe. Pancreatic cancer. Yeah. And that's a damn shame, dude. Yeah, that was uh, a hard loss. That was a really hard loss. He fought it for about a, a year loss. before he succumbed to it. And we have so many wonderful movies from him. He was TV a great guy shows. born in Houston, Texas. You know what you danced on the Disney parade as Prince Charming? I can see that. His mama owned a dance studio, so he... Yeah, he was a uh, trained dancer. That's how he got his role as Johnny Castle, his first big breakout lead in Dirty Dancing. I love him in Point Break. Point Break is so good. Dude, he has some great fucking movies. I'm such a dirty for Point Break. From Point Break to Dirty Dancing to Roadhouse to Ghost. Uh, Can I give you a fun fact? Give me that fun fact. So the three lead actors spent some heavy time hanging out with New York City drag queens to be part of that culture to get it down. Nice. Which I feel like, you know, I can see. I can see that. Because if you're not in the world, it's not like I don't feel like they're caricatures of drag queens. Mm. I feel like they're holding homage to past drag queens. Like Mm -hmm. that's basically what I feel like. And that was a little. And fuzzy. I feel like they made their own. They made their own queens. Right, right. Yeah. I really do I feel like so. that. Whenever I see their every single one of their characters, I I can see representatives of what they might have been influenced by. But they made their own. They made their own queens, and For sure. I really love that. That's what makes the character movie so good. Is that I do every single one of them as like my little fairy godmother in every single aspect of. If I want to be dirty, I'll I'll channel Chichi, and if I want to have like a little class, I'll be Vita, and if I want to get like I'm a little really sassy. smart and beautiful, and and I'm proud and I'm gorgeous and fashion forward, then I can be Noxima. Noxima. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh my god, I love when she finds the flapper dress with the... With, she uh, gets so excited up there. With the fridge. She's like, oh, Mimi. She's like, no, no. No, 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 no. This is mine. Oh, this is fringe, honey. Oh, I think I'm going to black out. It's fringe. <laughs> I honestly, and I'm not trying to be fucking ridiculous, but I feel like Zenobia has definitely pulled that on me. She's like, look at this fringe. I was like, you are so good. Girl. That is you probably. Oh, I have. I have pulled off. Oh, she's got fringe. <laughs> that probably is one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie. Is when Noxima finds all the vintage clothes in the attic. Yeah, and she's just like, oh. Oh At first, God. they think she's like hurt Dying. or in danger or something. She was right. not in danger, girl. She <laughs> no. found the most amazing. If I could find she that top, and, there's yes. gems in that town. If I could find the top and bottom that she had, that uh, the fringe. Oh my God! I would fucking rule this world. You don't even know. You don't even know. Can I give you I, one more fun fact? Give uh, me that fun fact. 
Do you want to know back. who could have been in this movie? Who? Ooh, yes. I can't even imagine. Who the fuck would they? Wait, what? Who would they just? Dis- who could they replace who? in this? No, I don't believe it. Matt Dillon. Oh, for who, what? A- Avita. Nah. Okay. No. Okay. No. Okay. His voice is permanently we deep. We don't know. He could have. He could go up higher. No, okay. I don't All right. know. What about this? Robert Downey Jr. He was real fucked up <gasps> in the 90s. I mean, no. there's very no, they, few things that Robert Downey Jr. Asvita? can't do. They didn't, I guess, because all the names are white names, yeah. but they just said as, like, cast. But, yes, I'm, I'm going to say Vita. No. Um, no. I'm pretty sure they wanted a white been. drag queen, a black drag queen, and a La- Latina, Latina bla- drag queen. Which I really do. We already talked about, we kind of discussed this already. I really love that they were able to tell, because it, it really captivated, even though it was a stereotype, I guess, in a sense. But sure. it was able to capture every specific person's move through that time. Yeah. I mean, and as shallow as a movie can be. Okay, so you want to know another one? There she is. Yes. This one I actually think would have been a good one. Okay. Because he's so beautiful. Ooh. Rob Lowe. Oh, oh, yeah. Rob Lowe is the most gorgeous. I can so see Rob Lowe. I want him And he's to got drag. that frame, too. He has a great body for it. His face is very, it has a feminine He's got those features. high, slim features. Yeah, he's very beautiful. So that one, I actually would like to see his face beat on that one because I feel like. His face is like be, a freaking diamond, dude. That's it what just comes. He just is beautiful. You could have gave him lip gloss and some like eyeliner and you'd be uh-huh. like, God damn it, she's gorgeous. My goodness. He's uncontrollably beautiful. It's not okay. Yes. <laughs> and even though he's getting older, he still looks really good. He does. Like, God damn oh, you. age is beauty. Yeah. yeah. I honestly, I never understood that whole Hollywood mentality because I think age literally makes a person more beautiful. When I think they look too young, I'm just like, I'm not interested. You don't have enough life experience to yeah. portray anything that I want to see. You look like I can't have a talk with you for more than three minutes. I know. And it's terrible because I really want to believe in like uh, high school dramas and romance. But there's one more that I don't see this one being so much. Mel Gibson. Mm. They mention him Gibson. in the movie. They do. They, do. they save him. Keanu Reeves. They do. They talk about Keanu Reeves too? Yeah, he saved Yeah, too. they'll save Keanu Reeves, yeah, which saved. I would save Keanu Reeves. Uh-huh. They talk about Mel Gibson's butt, I think, is what it was. I never looked at his booty, so I don't know what it looked like. Mel Gibson? Oh, you got to watch uh, Lethal Weapon. We got those tight jeans on. He's got that mullet. Uh, classic butt in the movie walk. All right, so who's next? Well, <laughs> there's only one. Walk. There's only one person left. Let's talk about him. We just talked about him. John. We did just talk about him. Johnny Legs. John Leguizamo plays Chichi Rodriguez. My favorite in this whole movie. Absolutely. Since I was like seven. I I took a second look at Ghetto Clown today, and by second I mean seventeenth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he talks about his entire career in that movie. John Leguizamo is a fantastic actor. Grew up in New York. He was uh, voted, you know, most talkative in class, and he studied with Lee Strasberg, and he started with like Miami Vice and worked his way up through the ranks. He definitely did not have an easy go of it. And he earned every role that he got. 
and he is a very studious actor. He is a method actor. He's a great writer. He's a fantastic writer. Great comedian. Uh Uh-huh. Absolutely. He is still married to the girlfriend, Miss Teeny. That's not her real name. I think that's a short like nickname for her full name. Oh, yeah. She's probably from from the route away, so she got her little hood name. No, no, no. She's a white girl. Oh. She's a blonde, blue-eyed, white girl who has friends at, like, Vassar and shit. So she's an uptown girl. This dude has had so many great movies, so many great performances. I realized today that with doing all of my impersonations and my accents and stuff like that, that I need to follow suit more just from watching him and watching Robin Williams in this. You got to commit. I got to commit to these characters that I do every once in a while because he made a complete career for himself. Yeah. So if you are a queen or a cis lady, you will notice that his makeup is... Like two, three shades lighter than uh-huh. what her shade should really be. Yes. And this is intentional uh-huh. due to the fact of showing like she's not a drag queen because she doesn't know how to beat her face yet. Gotcha. Two, it shows her coming from being like trashy to the very end of the movie where she looks very classy. Mm-hmm. She's a very lady. Classy. She's a lady. And, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. He came up with the idea for his makeup he's the one that was like you know what i see all of my you know theas and my mom and my cousins they all have like two shades lighter makeup on than and what their should. neck is and he just thought that was a good touch i think it was plus yeah. once you you know once you know drag queens in the culture you can always tell who hasn't been in the game for that long Mm. and Chi Chi has not been in the game for that long. And you mm. can see it in her face and the way that she walks. Like you could tell that she's still trying to get used to, you know, living every day in heels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when the other two are very, they're very strong in they're their ready. walk. They're yeah. ready. They've been doing it for a long time. But Chi Chi, even her little switch, you could tell like, oh, you know, she's still trying to get used to walking in these damn heels. <laughs> I got you. I like that. Exactly. Yeah. And he comments on that at the end. He does. He says I hope that that's I'm an a... improv. I don't know if it is or not, but it's it's so funny. I, I think it probably would be. I want to try and find a foundation that's a little closer to my actual skin tone. Closer to my complexion. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know the other two have been telling you that this entire time. Like, girl, we got to get back to getting you a real color because mm-hmm. that ain't you. You're not a China girl. You are a Latin boy in a dress. You want to just put a boy in a dress. Um, so he has some of my favorite movies out there with Moulin Rouge and Romeo and Juliet. Oh, and I love Romeo and Juliet. Tybalt. Yeah. So hot. He's so hot. Absolutely. Oof. He talks about his audition with that one. He's got a little douchebag soul patch too. Mm-hmm. He got in a fight with his best friend right before he had his audition for Romeo and Juliet. Oh, perfect. And his best friend uh, busted his lip and knocked one of his to- teeth loose. So oh, when, he, shit. when he's auditioning, he's going up against Benicio Del Toro. Yeah. And as he's auditioning, he is whistling because his tooth is loose as he's trying to re- say the lines from Shakespeare. So 
He's like, I need this movie. According to how he tells it, the uh, director, Baz Luhrmann, is like, who is whistling? He's like, that's me. John, is that you? He's like, sorry. Do you actually have the nerve to mock Shakespeare's words? He's like, I'm sorry, Mr. Luhrmann. And uh, they get into this little, like, uh, argument. Baz grabs his nuts and says, I will shake the koalas out of you if you don't do this right. And he's like, if you don't get your fucking hands off of my nuts. He's like, quickly, quickly, say the line, say the line. Oh, the line. Wonderful. Wonderful. And lets him go. He's like, that's brilliant, John. I'm very excited to work with you. Yeah, well, you I'm better, also a little scared of you, but... <laughs> you better add an extra wow. zero for sexual harassment grabbing my nuts. Back in the 90s? I don't know. Casting catch was a big thing back then. Throw an extra zero on that bitch. Mm-hmm. So that was the movie he did right after this. Okay. He played Tybalt right after this. Uh, to Wong Fu, then Romeo and Juliet, and the rest is Leguizamo history. History. Crazy enough, I watched John Wick right after this today. So he's in that. So when did the Mario Brothers happen? Mario was Brothers. What about the was, Pest? Was before the Pest was right <laughs> afterwards. I love the Pest. The Pest is great. <laughs> Hilarious. I was, I was addicted to the Mario Brothers movie though. He turned down you know, he? playing. Tom Hanks's boyfriend in Philadelphia in order oh to play Mario Brothers. That's amazing. I forgot he was in Philadelphia for That's a hot second. so awful. Tom How Hanks? dare you do Mario Brothers over the Philadelphia? I mean, nobody knew what Philadelphia was going to be. Nobody knew what it was going to be. They hadn't made it yet. I understand. But that's like but Will Smith making Mario Wild West. Brothers. You're playing Luigi Matrix. and you're working opposite of Bob Hoskins and Dennis Hopper. Be, I mean... It, it should have been a bigger hit. But yeah, it was not. I know. Sadly, it wasn't as big a hit. But he's got um countless other ones, including he's still in the John Wick series. They're working on part like four right now. You know, he's got a couple of projects called. He's doing one called The Power. He's also got a movie called El Patron, where he is going to be playing Pablo Escobar. I'm down. Right? He's got to put on some weight. Yeah, but I was about to say he's too thin for that. Pablo Escobar. I can see him playing Pablo Escobar. John Leguizamo, a man after my own heart, fantastic actor. He was nominated for a Golden Globe for mm-hmm. this movie, for his portrayal of Chichi Rodriguez. That's, that's he is cool, a character yeah. actor. He is a writer. He is a producer. He directed that film I was telling you about, about the boxer, mm-hmm. Undefeated. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. He is an all-around creative mind, and I have a great deal of respect for him. Yeah. And I will watch anything that he's in. That being said, Chi Chi's out. Yeah, Chi Chi. Well, yeah, Chi Chi. <laughs> Noxima? <laughs> I guess I'm out. I'm out. You out? I'm out. I ain't got no more fun facts. Cool. We fund them facts. You got anything left? I think we covered everything. I with think this we've movie. covered we Tu Wong Fu. Makes me very we happy. Really good. Thank you for everything, Julie Newmar. Julie Newmar. Oh my god. <laughs> Thank you all. Well. Oh my god. I'm out. You Love out. It. Absolutely. Uh, I don't have a Z for the people. You don't have a Z for the people? No. Okay. Well, yes. You ready? Mm-hmm. Yes. Here's my. Z for the people. Uh, yes, ah. All right, you guys, this Z for the people. Today marked a lot of interesting things going on today. Juneteenth, our 100th episode. 
And this also will be Jason's last episode. Yes, it will. For full-time host duties. He will be back as a guest or I will kill him. And so I know he'll be back. You can't even make it through the... It's got to come off? I'm going to get serious for a minute. Jason's <laughs> got to come out. Chi-Chi's got to go away. Chi-Chi's got to go away. Chi-Chi's always here. I don't know what my makeup looks like right now. Is that your Z for the people? My Z for the people is that people. All right. We're losing our Jason for the people. And uh, this is a good thing. We are growing. Jason is focusing on his projects that are going to be amazing but this show is not over at all not even a little bit this nope. show will go on with me and my co-host lenny here burr, burr, burr. and she is going to hello, hello. fill out this show and we're gonna do this together we're, we're gonna grow this show together but uh you know i'm short right i'm not good at growing <laughs> You done growing. Okay, now that I've got all the wig and the makeup off, I, I may look like a clown right now. I don't know if the makeup is still on or not. Uh, as Zenobia said, this is going to be my last official episode on Lights, Camera, Cocktails. This is our 100th episode. And, God, it has been two years. Two incredible years. 100 fantastic conversations it's been a hell of a journey i'm not gonna lie this was not an easy decision to make i did not want to make it if i could do everything i absolutely would uh that being said i've had some of the best conversations about movies in the last two years <laughs> For real. it really has my even without the drinking i grew up loving film Watching TV, you couldn't tear me away from the TV. That was my babysitter. That was my TV. God was my daily planner. And to sit here and have these conversations and talk about these actors and these filmmakers and these movies that we all grew up with and we all loved so very much has been incredibly fulfilling to me. And to share them with you has been such a privilege and... I am so incredibly proud of you for sticking this out and putting up with me <laughs> for two freaking years. It's for been a task. Pushing me to continue doing this. It's been a hell of a ride and I'm desperately going to miss it. The door's always open. I'm going to come back. You I'm going to visit. You movie. <laughs> and be like, all right, we'll fit it in. Definitely. But I'm going to miss seeing you every single week and I know. staying the night and having our dinners and having these cocktails and having these conversations. I'm absolutely going to miss that. I love you so very much. Oh, oh, I miss you already. I'm right here. You're ready. I miss <laughs> it. Well, I mean, I want to thank you for taking this ride with me. You help me grow. You help me learn how to, you know, do a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate all of this because this was something that I dreamed up and you helped make it reality. And Helen's going to continue it on. Helen, you, hey. got, you got the reins. It's all I yours. I can't think of anybody better to helm this 
project. He literally said that to you me. You guys <laughs> are going to take this show further than I possibly could. And I'm very excited no. to see what happens. I can't I mean, wait to listen to you two talk about these <laughs> movies. And I'm going to be so sad that I wasn't there. He's all yelling. <laughs> just going to be yelling at your phone like everyone else, like Monique, just yelling at him. But yeah. Um, to commemorate our uh, 100 episode and Jason taking his bow, I had a cake made oh for him. Oh my God. <laughs> what in the world is this? Y'all better make the room or I'll just hold it. <laughs> So, oh my god, perfect! She wiped out all of I had to get rid of Chi Chi. Guys, it started crying in the kitchen. So oh. look at this. I just want you to take a look. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> look at this, you guys. Oh my god. It's, 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 it's all the way around. Aww. Our cupcakes. Thank you, Monique. Monique made it. She got her pictures. Maybe we got my Gomez Adams on there. Oh yeah, there. oh yeah. Our Jason Goldblum. Oh yeah, that would that was literally. <laughs> she's like, "What pictures do you want?" I was like, "I need the Goldblum one on there, oh. on the top." And so she did. And we got uh, cheesecake stuffed strawberries oh here. God. So yeah. Oh. Can I just say I'm very thankful to be on this, to have been on this journey with you guys as well. And I'm going to miss, when I eventually do go back to work, coming home on that podcast recording day, and you just, like, stopping recording, be like, Smashly's in the building! (laughs) (laughs) This has been just as fun for me to be along for the ride and see you guys come up from... From the very beginning until now. So this isn't goodbye. This isn't isn't goodbye. goodbye. But I know it's no one's birthday. Yeah. I put candles in here because I wanted you to to make a wish for each other's futures. Please don't set the cookie on fire. Don't set the cookie on fire. (laughs) Thank you, Neek's Treats. Monique, I love you so much. Thank you so much. Okay. You ready? I'm going to do this one. You do that one. All right. I get the red one. Love yeah. it. Okay. One, two. Hold on. Let me think of a wish. You blow two over there, Helen. Okay. <laughs> it's going to burn my cookie. Okay. <gasps> Yay. 100 episodes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yay. I'm the one of you. You guys are amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Helen, get here. Fast. Wait, 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 wait. I'm okay, go ahead. Baby. Oh my god. So yeah. I lost my mic stand. I just got the mic and a cheesecake filled strawberry. This is fantastic. That sounds amazing and I really wish I was there. I wish you were here too. <laughs> really you would have loved really this. It's only one thirty here. You're five in the morning over there. Dude, we got a You're rum. A trooper. The cake is made with rum. And strawberries. Uh-huh. So it's gonna be good. But um oh. that being said, all right you guys. This is our episode of Two Wong Fu. Yep. This has been another episode of Lights Camera Cocktails. I love you guys. I appreciate everything you guys have done. Thank you for all the support. And 
these two are going to take a quick couple oh, weeks right. to get their program set up. So there's not going to be a Lights, Camera, Cocktails next week or the following. But afterwards, yeah, you're going to have season two, season two. of Lights, Camera, Cocktails, Cocktail. a whole nother hundred episodes <laughs> with Miss Helen and Zenobia. <laughs> and I'm very excited to see what you guys create. I love you. I appreciate you. And we'll see you guys soon on Lights, Camera, Cocktails. Thank you, Helen. Go to bed, bitch. I love you, babies. Oh, damn, that's All good. Right. <laughs> oh, that is good. <laughs> Shit. Bye, guys.